The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. You can paint this with purple. Now live from the Pirate Radio studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Alrighty, welcome in to a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio studios and coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We are on 1250, 930, also online, PR927FM.com. And you can find us and watch us on YouTube and Facebook Live. Make sure you are following us uh, on YouTube. Subscribe to Pirate Radio TV for all the latest great videos, including this show, The Brian Bailey Show. And you can check out the Mike Houston and John Gilbert press conference from Thursday as Mike Houston's contract extension was announced. We will talk more about that on today's program and uh we got a ton to get to a lot of guests on the show today uh including coming up later on in this three o'clock hour we'll talk a little golf championship football also about greenies patriots mark greenhelge golf shop radio show will join us a lot of tiger news going on uh this week in the golf world so we'll get to all that with greenie coming up later on in hour one hour two Tony Dunn, CarolinaCatChronicles.com, joins us inside the Pirate Radio studios. We'll have our weekly NFL segment, and the Panthers are dead. We'll uh, officially... No? No. The Panthers aren't dead. Okay, interesting. Chandler will tell you why the the Panthers aren't dead in this 20... I can't wait to hear this uh, for the 2021 season. That coming up at 4 o'clock, and we'll make our picks week... 13. I say that kind of sadly. It is slipping away. It's slipping out of our grasp. So enjoy the football while you can. Coming up at 5 o'clock, we'll talk to Morgan Aylers. He'll join us on the Fixed NC Live line. After that, at around 5.15, 5.20, we will open up the Pirate Radio Treasure Chest. We have two prizes that have already been won, and we have added, looks like, three more prizes overnight. So the treasure chest is more packed than it was when we started. Uh, so we got, uh, we'll update you on the prizes, our winners, and we'll give away a treasure chest prize in hour three of today's show after our chat with Morgan Aylers. And Steve Hill has already said on Facebook Live, start dialing now, Chad. So uh, get start dialing now. Uh, Shirley would probably be upset if you did that. So actually don't do that. Uh, but could be uh, could be Chad Day. Steve says it could be his day. Val says, "Clip, wake up, wake up." I'm awake. I'm feeling good on a Friday. I've got my shorts on, my Hawaiian shirt. Like, it is a beautiful day. I look outside and the you know there's orange and yellow, red colors on the trees, but it is a Nice mild day here in Eastern North Carolina. So I'm feeling good going in to this football Friday. Uh, we got Mike Houston comments coming up in a little bit. Oh, also more guests. Matt Trent in the third hour, formerly of WCTI 12. He is now down in Baton Rouge. So we'll talk Brian Kelly to LSU and how all that transpired. And Brian North joins us to get you ready for your sports weekend coming up later on in the show. So a lot of guests to get to. 
and uh whatever you want to talk about you can chime in facebook live twitter and uh we will answer your questions get to your comments and whatever is on your mind on this friday shirley rhodes chandler honeycutt here good to see you gang of people what's up you gaggle what's up what's up, what's up? What's gaggle going of on? people gaggle of producers what do you call a group of producers a prodoggle too many producers losers prodaggle prodaggle <laughs> uh all right well good to see you fine folks chandler let's hit the uh graphic for today by the way i hate to do this on the air i mean i'm a i'm a huge tim craft guy uh-oh big fan he was uh Wait, what graphic are you talking about the today's rundown graphic we never got one why not i asked you about it and you yeah. never gave me one. Oh, so it's my fault did i not ask you if we were doing a rundown yeah i was ready to go and then what happened i was waiting for you and you never gave me a damn rundown no you said uh you had to do something first right do what i don't know you told me to wait before i told you and oh. i and i waited then i waited some more uh and i'm still waiting hey i can make hey, let's hey, go, hey, hey, hey let's go down the rundown right now what is it no i i'm sorry i have something else to chastise you about right now <laughs> <laughs> tim craft will be here tomorrow with his gardner web running bulldogs um why'd you put a k in his name yesterday tim craft with a c i put a c no here we go i put a c because i did put a because k I and then, and then she, she corrected me to put what a c okay well when you look at youtube and our video from yesterday it says tim craft with a k just want to you know oh i never <laughs> wait was it on the graphic or was it in the like the description the description oh, oh yeah see that was too late i i thought you were talking about the graphic for tim Gra- the graphic the tim craft yeah, the, the graphic, tim graphic. <laughs> hey yes. you need to get back in the lab i need to get back in the lab <laughs> all right just wanted to chastise you a little bit today what's new <laughs> it makes me, makes me feel good what's new hey and by the way i'm back on fridays baby welcome back good to have you here showing up to work on a friday yeah i just decided i thought i would do it <laughs> how's it feel it feels pretty good to show up for work all right good to, good to hear all right uh chandler we got a double header in Minji's coliseum uh coming up this weekend east carolina taking on gardner webb the pirates are six and two and they are looking to remain perfect in Minji's coliseum this year uh the women will get things going at noon on saturday diabetes awareness game by the way be aware uh towson will be taking on the uh the zach maskoviches will be taking on the women's basketball team at noon the men play at three o'clock east carolina women are two four four and oh at home so they are perfect at home ecu men five and oh at home and uh trying to keep that perfect record in Minji's coliseum coming up on saturday i am non-committal to be at the game chandler has already put in his uh three-day notice that he will not be there he will be uh with the fam watching football on saturday yep that's it can't I, wait for championship saturday tomorrow i did forget that it kicks off tonight with the cusa championship and then the pac-12 championship at eight o'clock if we had a rundown you know that was coming up next on the list and we were going to get to that hey look it's my first day back on friday i'm a little rusty <laughs> i'm a little rusty you don't just dive into the deep end you got to put a big toe in first check the water you know so we're gonna ease in ease chandler into this friday things are different on fridays chandler all right we're good to go uh so uh basketball coming up saturday Minji's coliseum east carolina 
and Gardner-Webb at 3. Towson women taking on the Pirate women at 3 o'clock. It's been a couple of doozies the last couple of games in Menjis for the men's team. Yeah. Um, all that matters is you win, right? That's exactly right. Unless you bet on it. I heard two old men chatting, Chandler, as I was walking out of Menjis, and they said exactly that. They said, well, I'll take a win. The win's better than the loss. Don't matter how much you win by and then the guy next to him said, yeah, unless you bet on the game. <laughs> so, that is true. Yeah. Uh, maybe Pirate money line the way to go for these home games because they won by one a couple of games ago uh, against Coppin State. They won by two against Old Dominion. Speaking of Coppin State, you know who their head coach is? Coppin State? Oh, it's uh, uh, Juan. Uh, yeah. Maryland guy. Juan was, Gonzalez? Was Final Four MVP in 2003. Yeah, how do you know his whole <laughs> everything but his last name? Hey, I mean, hey, it is what it is, bro. Juan Dixon. Dixon is Dixon. his name. Juan Dixon saw his name mentioned today, and don't know if they're they're ready to make this move as of right now. But Mark Turgeon is out at Maryland. Yeah, I know. Uh, After a did I hear a five and three start? Well, I, yeah, I don't know about this year, but he had gone to the NCAA tournament like four out of the last five years or whatever, and. uh it was the old mutually agreed to part ways. Hmm. Um, Danny Manning, former. I heard that on the Jim Rome show coming in. Jayhawk great Clipper and whatever in the NBA. And, former uh, Wake Forest head coach. Former Wake coach is now uh, stepping in as the interim coach. But I saw like who will be the next Maryland coach, and I saw Juan Dixon's name, and you know just because he's a former player and a current head coach. And I uh, saw some say maybe not quite this coaching cycle, but he could end up being there. Bring back Gary Williams. What's he doing? He's probably just chilling. Bring him back. All right, anyway, um, where were we? Oh, talking basketball. We'll move on to football now. Championship weekend. And Chandler, you are right. It starts today. Uh, but it does not start with the Pac-12 championship. I thought this was kind of weird. It starts with the fun bell, baby. Uh, I thought I saw CUSA. It starts with the CUSA, baby. You're right. Western Kentucky against UTSA, the Roadrunners, the soon-to-be American Roadrunners. Uh, they were 11-0 heading into last week. They lost, and now they are 11-1, 7-1 in conference play. Western Kentucky also 7-1 in CUSA play. The Hilltoppers. And the Hilltoppers are a favorite. They started the season with a win over Tennessee Martin. Then they went, lost to Army, lost to Indiana, lost to Michigan State, lost to UTSA, 52-46. to Since then, they have reeled off seven in a row and are uh, red hot right now. They have scored. They scored 34 points against FIU. They've scored 42 or more in every other game in their winning streak, including hitting 50 the last two games against Marshall and FAU. So, that game is tonight. I guess that is... CBS Sports Network, the CUSA headquarters. CBS Sports Network, and it is in the Alamo Dome, so it will be a home game for UTSA. Despite that, Western Kentucky, a road favorite in that one. And a game we just saw a couple weeks ago, Utah hammered Oregon a couple weeks ago. That game was in Utah. This one will be in Vegas at Allegiant Stadium. Uh, where the Raiders play, and Utah is a favorite in that one. Utah, Oregon, UTSA, Western Kentucky tonight. Any interest? I yeah, never kind of for the Pac-12. Thing. I never have interest in the Pac-12 championship. Really? 
because it's inconsequential to the college football playoff. I don't really care about those teams. I don't know. I, I don't have much interest in it. I just want to see if Oregon can bounce back from that shellacking that they took from Utah a couple of weeks ago. Shellacking. So uh, those two games coming up tonight. Then let's set up the slate for Saturday. So at noon, it'll be the MAC championship in Ford Field. Action. Kent State is a three-and-a-half-point favorite over Northern Illinois. That game on ESPN at ABC. This one's got a lot of importance to it. I'm still worried if I'm Cincinnati, if I'm an American school trying to get some cash for Cincinnati's success, that if Oklahoma State beats Baylor, and I don't even know if they need style points, if they beat number nine Baylor, and Cincinnati at four o'clock knocks off Houston. Does the committee have Oklahoma State jumping Cincinnati? Now that may not matter if at four o'clock Georgia beats Alabama, because if that happens, Alabama. Can you put two loss Alabama in the playoff? No, All there's right. no way. There's definitely a way, but no, we're going to say no. Take them out. So that leaves the spot open for Michigan, if they beat Iowa later in the day, Cincinnati, and Oklahoma State. But if Alabama wins, and it's Alabama, Georgia, let's say Michigan wins, and there's one spot left between Oklahoma State and Cincinnati, what does the committee do? I'm nervous about that if I'm Cincinnati. So if you want to do the whole root for the American and, and bottom line root for East Carolina to make some bucks on this thing, we need Baylor to win against Oklahoma State. Unless... And hope Cincinnati takes care of business against Houston. Unless a two-loss Baylor team with a win over Oklahoma State puts them ahead of Cincinnati. From nine? nine? Yeah. No way. Two, okay. We're, all right. We're not getting into that then. All right. So those are the two... What a jump that would be. Yeah. Those are the two new games. Mountain West Championship, Utah State taking on San Diego State. Uh, this one will be on Fox at 3 o'clock. 3.30, there's the fun belt game. Louisiana hosting Appalachian State, and the Mountaineers are three-point favorites on the road against Louisiana. Uh, so that one, 3.30 ESPN. CBS, 4 o'clock, it will be Georgia and Alabama. How you feeling about that one, Chandler? you like uh, the Bulldogs to continue to crush everybody, or does Bama... I just... I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Bama plus six and a half just on principle, because it's... That Georgia defense. Is, I know. It's out of this world. Is is tough, as a guy we know would say. And that is a tough league. That is a tough league and a tough – and listen. All right, I'm listening. It's a tough league with a tough defense in Georgia. The Bulldogs, they're a good team with good kids. Give me a Clip. score for the game. Mm. Mm. I'm going to go Georgia mm-hmm. 24, Alabama 14. Georgia 24, Alabama 14. All right, low-scoring game. So they, they, they cover. All right. Georgia does. Uh, and on ABC at 4 o'clock, it's Houston-Cincinnati. I say Houston hangs around with Cincinnati. I go had Cincinnati minus the points. We shall see. Two games at 8 o'clock, Michigan and Iowa. Michigan, a big favorite here. How about this low total? 43 and a half. They expect Michigan to not allow anything to the Iowa Hawkeyes. I was 10 and 2. Remember they were were they number 1? No, they were like number 2 or 3 in the country when Purdue beat them. Mm-hmm. 
because uh, Georgia number was two. number one. Yeah, they were uh, right behind Georgia. So that was a long time ago. They did finish the year 10-2 and two and are uh, 13th in the country. That's good driving right there. <laughs> 8 o'clock, ABC, Pittsburgh, and Wake Forest. Pitt is a favorite in Bank of America Stadium. I just don't see a lot of atmosphere there in Charlotte coming up Saturday night. Come on, the Demon Deacon faithful is going to, you know, just take over the uh, Queen City. Taking over the Queen City. And then, if you need to make up money or add more money, there is a game at 11 o'clock to bet on that is not a championship game. USC versus Cal. Just a rando Pac-12 game. Lincoln Riley's first game. (laughs) (laughs) all right i'm more interested in this than i am the uh pac-12 championship here's a serious question though will marcus freeman serve as the head coach for notre dame in their bowl game yeah of course like i I didn't know if that would be he's already on the staff right right yeah (laughs) like but that's crazy though like no it's not i haven't seen that before where like there's been a like there's been an interim head coach and then they like all right they promote him in the off season after the season's over with but i mean so you're looking um, at two different head coaches in one season for notre dame are you asking like does it go on his official record yes that's a good question but i would say yeah i mean he's hired i mean why not he's the head they coach. hired from within he's coaching him yeah, yeah. If he, he can call he can call the defensive plays if he loses he can put it on brian kelly's record I think that should be the asterisk there. Absolutely. All right. Speaking of Brian Kelly. Family. This is uh, all that everybody's talking about. Saw it last night. It is pretty hilarious. Uh, First of all, let's just hear Brian Kelly as uh, he is introduced to the LSU faithful at a basketball game. Here's uh, what he had to say. Oh, hold on. Nope. Whoop. Oh. Thank you. Thank you. Well, this is a great way to get started. And I haven't even won all my games yet. It's a great night to be a Tiger. I'm here with my family, and we are so excited to be in the great state of Louisiana, but more importantly, importantly. to be with you great fans. I do declare. To be part of what is going to be an incredible ride here at Louisiana State University. They should have tried to do the... Uh, what a goofball. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to say, Go Tigers! Now, uh, who has the best jambalaya here in this arena? Uh, a lot of memes out there uh, of Brian Kelly going to order and saying, Hey, I'm here with my family. Can I have <laughs> one of your poor boy sandwiches? Um, so now, a lot of dispute. Is he being a snake oil salesman and having a fake southern accent to get the people on his side? Or was there like a... Sometimes when you're speaking of those things... Why would you have to do that? Oh, you don't, and and maybe you got caught up in the moment, or maybe it was just like a. I want to be just like you, here people, and talk <laughs> like you. I'm one of you. I just make a lot more. I've money. spent most of my career up there in the north. He's from Massachusetts. Um, was there like a 
uh, a mechanical like a electronic deal here where sometimes when you're talking there's feedback maybe all the mics there in louisiana echo. makes you sound like you're <laughs> that's not what i'm saying uh it did not it might not necessarily be him trying to have a southern accent i don't know let's hear it uh hear it again charlie hit the, the second cut brian kelly family it's a great night to be a tiger I'm here with my family. <laughs> family. But family. But it does certainly sound like he went south of the border. Um, so now the internet is awful and it's also great at the same time. Somebody did break down Brian Kelly's fam family and also how he said family when he left Notre Dame. So let's hear that. Uh, how Brian Kelly used to say family and how he says it now. Those incredible 12 years of my life for me and my family um, being here in Notre Dame. It's a great night to be a Tiger. I'm here with my family. <laughs> family. He went from family. Family. To family. <laughs> family. 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 Oh, Brian Kelly. Oh. I don't know, man. Now, if he can coach football and win games, the people will love him down there. If he is going to try he doesn't need to be fake he needs to be who he is say he was trying to recruit like a australian punter like luke larson and goes <laughs> in there with like an australian accent Guy, mate Family. you don't talk like that coach what are you talking about i saw a uh what do you call those buggers buggers i saw a K- I saw a roo outside a roo. we're in oklahoma coach that's not a north uh, Robert said he sounded like Foghorn Leghorn. <laughs> I said, uh, sit here, son. Sit here. Sit here. Family. Redbeard asking, is that Brian Kelly or Bryce Williams? Family. <laughs> we, we need to, when Bryce is here next Wednesday, we'll With play that. Anna <laughs> and my family. <laughs> I get. I reckon I'll be with Jay and Brian Kelly and my family. Them turkey tears. Family. Daniel says Chip definitely put the accent thick. WTF? Are you calling him Chip Kelly as an insult, or did you just get his name wrong, Daniel? I don't know. Maybe I should ask your family. Family. <laughs> you know what my favorite game show is? Family. Feud. That is correct. You know what my favorite old TV show is? All, all in the... Family. You know what my favorite TGIF show is, Shirley? Oh, yes. Hit it. Family. Matters. <sighs> Can I think of another? Well, you know what Vin Diesel <laughs> preached on. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Hey! During Halloween, I like to watch the Adams. Family. Yeah, Vin Diesel in those uh, Fast and the Furious Fast and movies. Furious. It's all he was about. all about. Family. That is true. All right, uh, <laughs> Chad with a gif of what appears to be someone looking like Colonel Sanders. <laughs> anyway, Brian Kelly, how's it going to work out, Chandler? Good hire, or bad hire? I'm going to say he wins down there. You think so? I'm going to say he wins. He's going to have a lot of recruiting competition to go around. Uh, you know what Adam's favorite song is? Uh, he says on Facebook Live, "We are family." That is a good tune. That's a good tune. Very good really tune. Really good tune. <laughs> oh, good stuff. All right. Do we have any, do we have anything else? 
I think that's. I all think I'm gonna hop on the Brian Kelly train at LSU. Family. He's your kind of guy. I think I'm. I mean, I just I feel like it's a family oh, atmosphere down there. You know what uh, Billy Weaver's favorite show from the '80s is? Family ties. Oh, nice. Thank you, Didn't Billy. Know that about Billy. Tell us uh, what other references are we missing, people? Um, John Moody, who listens to us all the time. I tell you what, we almost booted him out of the. Uh, a few oh, days ago when he got off the side train. <laughs> but now he says most of the time I feel like we are one big radio. Family. Family. Well, you know, uh, George Jefferson, didn't he get his start in the little TV show called All in the... Family. Yeah, I already said that. Oh, did we? Yep. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do we have any others? I already said that. <laughs> Rich uh look we we all don't have brian kelly's money so people like rich uh and us we have to shop at the dollar that's right that's right (laughs) my mom chimed in too late she said family matters yeah ross uh his favorite tv network i believe is abc that's right ah yes 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 25 days to christmas is that what that's on it's free form ah free form yeah i do declare good I job do people declare. if you have any more references for us please get them in i already heard he sounds family like bobby Tug. boucher's dad <laughs> is he more is he more cajun than ed ordron could be i think he is he I, could be a part of his family he's the most southern man i've ever laid my eyes my on family. i do declare all right let's uh all right Alright. So let's take a timeout. We'll come back. Um You know, after the show, I'm uh I'm gonna be going home to see my family. Tell your family I said hello. I will and so the same to your family. Thank you, Chandler. Very nice of you. Take a timeout, come back when we return. We're glad to have Mike Houston as part of the pirate. I'm trying to get ready for break, and he's throwing stuff out at me. (laughs) (laughs) We will hear what he had to say yesterday at his press conference regarding the contract extension when we return on Pirate Radio Live after this. Family! Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference in Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Vacation spots are right here in our very own backyard. You can take a trip to a state park and enjoy traditional camping, RV space, and also air-conditioned cabins that can be rented with Wi-Fi. If you're by a lake, be sure to check out the opportunities to rent a canoe or kayak and get out on the water. Your next adventure is right around the corner. For more information, contact or visit, rather, ncstateparks.gov. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff Brock. 
Back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Friday, a treasure chest Friday. We'll be opening up at around 515, 520. Get your dialing finger ready. Talk Brian Kelly in segment one. He's happy to be at LSU with his family. And Shirley, we got some more. You ready to go? Sure. All right. I have a couple of my own that I came up with. Uh, Never seen the show. But if somebody did ask me my favorite cartoon featuring Bill Burr, I would say F is for family. Also, my favorite rock tour in the late 90s that had corn and Limp Biscuit was the family. Values Tour. Oh, my. Yes. I don't know how I remembered that. And I did Google it to make sure it was a thing. And indeed, it was the Family, family. Values Tour. Uh jerry on facebook live said his favorite team uh uh, in the 70s in baseball was the we are pittsburgh pirates also mike is asking us if we know bruce lee's famous less famous cousin apparently his name was family family oh (laughs) is that a good joke that's good that's good i like that it's a good joke i like that family i like that there's bruce bruce lee there's David Lee, there's Courtney Lee, and there's Family. Uh, Shirley, you know a song that goes something like, uh, folks, ask me, Hank, why do you drink to get drunk? Ah, uh, yes. It's a family tradition. tradition. Thank you, Chad, for that one. I, why didn't I think of that? That's one of my, that's, that's an old, old, uh, when I used to be, uh a yeah. college student there yes. used to be a little club called scooters and scooters you know like scooters yeah scooters and um anybody who's ever been to barton knows where scooters is it's in it was in the heart of wilson motel i don't know if it's still there or not but anyway it sounds like the a close you know how closing time you know there's a, there's always a song time. that they play to yes. let everybody know hey it's about time to close yes. family tradition was the one that they always played Why so do you roll smoke you know, you went to Barton, and that's a really small school. It's probably like one big happy family. Actually, it was. Brent says this is being beaten to death. Well, Brent, go do something else, man. I mean, you're acting. You're like, not a part of the. <laughs> you're acting like we are a dysfunctional family. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> uh, David said, "Now, Shirley, I think this is something." sometimes uh i'm not embarrassed i just don't bring up that i haven't seen certain movies like mully like i don't want to tell mully i haven't seen the natural and like for you there's certain movies i've never seen princess bride i feel like that would offend you yes that i've never seen that david said is it me or does brian kelly sound like the priest in princess bride oh no mowage <laughs> yes yes okay okay first of all I don't know if you know this or not, but I actually officiate weddings also. I am, what? Yeah, I do officiate weddings. Wow, bringing and two I actually, families together. That's right. Family. And uh, I actually had a friend of mine who I have known for ages. When he got married, he requested that I do that entire <laughs> scene from Princess Bride as the minister. Did you do it? I had to do it. Oh, wow. Mowage. That's pretty cool. Mowage? Mowage is right. a segue institution. 
Adam, this is a good one. This is a very good one. As a fan of random Chinese foods behind, beside Food Line all across Eastern North Carolina, uh, he said his favorite dish, and he says that number one restaurant in Winterville is the Happy Family. <laughs> the Happy Family. You can find that at uh, any Chinese food place, and I think it's just a whole. It's like everything they have back there. Well, you know, if you go to Parker's, they do it Family. style. That's right. Well done. That's a good one. You like this, Brent? <laughs> you like this? You like that? You like that? Because <laughs> guess what? We're gonna do it for the next two hours. I got nothing else planned. You gotta make him commit. Violence. <laughs> Probably so. This is like a episode of Jim Rome where he just keeps playing it over and over. Again. Alvin. <laughs> Family. Alvy. We got the big head coming You know, uh, it's always... There's local politics, bud. Give me back my son! <laughs> Look at the forehead on Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> he can fit a hole. A hole. <laughs> and oh, then... Oh. Family! Oh, I thought that was the Jim Rome pause that's why i was waiting hey you gotta you never know with jim Rohn. next time tap me on the shoulder so i know what i'm doing sorry if all else fails, I, fails look, just hit family I, I can't help it if i inadvertently kill a bit because you don't tell me ahead of time surely the bit killer bit killer, <laughs> bit killer. yeah all right back to uh reality folks hey we got a coach here and he does have a wife and kids or as i like to call a family family mike houston uh is back not that he ever left he's still here how do i word (laughs) this back (laughs) i'm back i never left but i'm back i thought it was a little much that he ran to the 50 yard line with the football yesterday at dowdy ficklin stadium put it in the middle of the field did a super no he didn't do that he he put it down he went <laughs> For our listening audience, Chandler's doing some mannerisms that Mike Houston <laughs> likes to do at top. All right. Opportunity. All right. Uh, Mike Houston uh, addressed the media yesterday after the contract extension was signed, and he was asked, Did he uh, have to address the coaching rumors that we talked about it with the guys Monday in the Players Lounge? stuff's out there on social media and everything did he have quite did he get asked questions did he have to address the rumors with the players this is cut to Charlotte. not a ton but i mean you know our players um i do feel like we have a really good relationship with our players and one where they do trust me and so the only thing i said a couple of them said something to me uh and i just said listen guys you can't we talked about it the past weekend you can't listen to all that stuff i said you just gotta uh, you know, focus on what we're doing right here and all that. But uh, I am very grateful to have it put to bed, uh, especially before signing day. And, you know, you, you you sit here and you knew, you know, I knew exactly what was going on. I'm in the middle of it. So, uh, but, uh, you know, until things are done, they're not done. And so just glad to uh, get it wrapped up. And uh, that puts uh, all the all the stuff out there to rest. And uh, you don't have to worry about it anymore. All right. The next one, Shirley, kind of on that same subject, Brian Bailey asking and it doesn't matter if mike houston uh is or is not frustrated frustrated by it because it's it's the way things are now but he asked uh is he frustrated with how rumors get started when it comes to coaching moves this time of year and uh houston addressed that cut three i mean it, well it's, it's that way with everything though i mean it's you know there's lots of experts out there and uh you know everybody's an expert on twitter and so and all it takes is is somebody to say one thing and then you know the 
the overreaction from one statement, you know, can go out there. And uh, but it's, you know, it's it's our world that we live in. But uh, you know, the good thing is, um, you know, I, again, I, I'll reference back. You know, John and I speak. I'll say daily, and uh, we were always on the same page. All right, Cub Force Shirley, what is the goal for this team and this program moving forward now that you've signed the extension and want to uh, keep raising the bar? Well, I mean, that's, it's what I've, I talked to the team about uh, last Saturday with the bowl bid. Uh, it's what I just referenced to them a few minutes ago, too. And, um, you know, we're 7-5, and five, we're 5-3. and three. We've had a great regular season. That's fantastic. Okay, but that's, you know, we have unfinished business this this year. You know, we've got a big bowl game on the 27th. we got to get ready for that. You know, our goal is to go to, uh, go to Annapolis and come back with a win. Um, but even for our program, you know, it's one year is fantastic. This is a big year for our program. But, you know, I, this is not the ceiling uh, for our program. I think that when I came here, I, I talked about what we wanted to achieve. We wanted to build a program that's going to compete for championships. We want to build a program that's going to be one of the top programs in the country. Uh, and those goals have never changed. Uh, it's just, you know, they don't happen overnight. You don't, you don't microwave a program like that. You know, it takes some time to, to put it together. Um, and, you know, we're obviously headed in that direction, but um, I'm excited about our future because I'm excited about the, the players uh, that we have in the roster that we'll be back next year, uh, the players that we'll be back the year after that and the year after that. And I'm excited about our recruits that we have committed uh, I really, really like this class that's coming in that uh, will sign with us in about a week and a half. Um, so, you know, the the program, you know, for us, you know, our internal expectations are going to continue to to push the push the bar higher and higher. All right, and also Mike Houston was asked by Troy D about Holden Naylor's. Does the decision to, to sign the extension to remain here at East Carolina, uh, you know, in concrete, have anything to do with Holden's decision he has coming up? Holden Naylor's decision to remain the start of the quarterback at East Carolina or to pursue other options. And uh, he talked about the decision that Ehlers has to make. This is cut five. Well, I mean, Holton and I talk, we've probably talked three times this week, even even though I've been on the road and stuff. And, and, and not just about that. I mean, you know, we talk about a, a lot of stuff. And, uh, you know, I don't want to speak for him, uh, but I do know that uh, uh, he's given this, you know, a thorough thought, um, and he'll he'll – He'll let everybody know what his decision is when the time's right. Uh, I told him I'm going to support him no matter what. Uh, he's an outstanding young man. You know, he's a big reason for our success too, uh, and I've shared that with him. But uh, you know, he'll 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 figure that out and communicate that to everybody when the time's right. All right, uh, Mike Houston there from yesterday. We'll hear more, Coach Houston, uh, if we have time coming up. Uh, later on in the show and uh, at some point soon we're gonna actually start talking about a bowl game it'll be a lot easier to do when we know our opponent uh, which we should know on sunday at uh, i would think the latest maybe it'll leak out before then on saturday Uh, but looking forward to our bowl coverage here at pirate radio leading up to east carolina and to, to be determined in the military bowl starting monday We'll start breaking down all the bowl games here on Pirate Radio Live. We'll do 40 bowls in 14 days, bringing that back. So 40 bowls in 14 days, 14 days, 14 days. That's right, Chandler. That is the that is the one. Uh, let's take a break. We'll come back when we return. We'll talk to Greeny Mark Greenheld from the Golf Shop Radio Show. We'll talk golf. We'll talk football and more when we return. Pirate Radio Live rolls on hour number one. Back with you after this. 
You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Tommy's Express Car Wash. Come experience the difference in Tommy's. Now open at the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Red Banks Road. Doesn't your car deserve it? Visit Tommy's Express Car Wash today. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Need some beer for the weekend? The Jarvis Street Bottle Shop near Christie's Europe Hub is a specialty shop selling craft, domestic, and import brews along with wine and growlers. The Bottle Shop offers monthly beer and wine tastings featuring rotating North Carolina craft breweries, along with live music and discounts. Stop by Tuesday through Sunday or check out the Jarvis Street Bottle Shop on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Barat. All righty, back with you here on a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We're talking sports, football, and, of course, family today here on the program as uh, – we have hit a lot of Brian Kelly already in hour number one. And let's talk to another good old boy uh, who has Massachusetts ties, uh, Greeny, Mark Greenhelge from the Golf Shop Radio Show, joining us on the program today. Greeny, how you doing, man? Greeny, are you are you there? I am. I will not throw I will not throw a southern accent out for you today. All right. We're we're talking to the real accented Greeny on this program. Coaching carousel uh, has gone mad. I guess that happened a long time ago, Mark. But, man, it's been wild this year with Lincoln Riley heading to USC. Brian Kelly leaving Notre Dame for LSU. We'll talk to Matt Trent, who uh, works down in Baton Rouge later on. But uh, he was pretty shocked uh, when when that name popped up because it kind of came out of nowhere. So it's been another hectic coaching uh, carousel cycle, maybe the most hectic of all time, Greeny. Yeah, and, you know, obviously it's not going to be done because as the dominoes continue to fall, you're going to see guys moving around all over the place and, uh, and trying to backfill. I mean, some of these guys want to stay and coach the bowl game, so they're not going to talk until after that. And other guys like Brian Kelly just said, the heck with it, I'm out. So uh, always an interesting time of year uh, in this silly season. What's the talk, uh, you're a Clemson guy, Greeny, when it comes to Dabo and his, his final landing spot in, in his coaching career is he a clemson lifer is he the guy they call when nick saban steps down at alabama and that's the one other job he take would he ever you know go to the nfl what's the what's the dabo talk when it comes to, to his in-game coaching i think he stays uh, i think this is kind of one of those things where i mean obviously nick saban's going to retire at some point but uh, you know and it depends on where Dabo is at that point but I, I i think he's built something and i think he feels responsible for that and as long as the program continues to win i think he'll stay there and you know and brent venables is kind of the same thing i mean i people were trying to tell me the other day that you know he's the top candidate for the oklahoma job and and i'm like he's not leaving like he's got a kid one kid still left playing at clemson and he said before that he doesn't have aspirations to be a head coach right now. He likes being a defensive coordinator. He's getting pretty paid pretty well to do a pretty good job. And uh, that is pretty rare. I mean, the only other guy I can think of is Bud Foster in those terms where he, I'm sure, had a lot of opportunities to leave Virginia Tech, uh, much like Venables has had there at Clemson. Talking to uh, Mark Greenheld, Golf Shop Radio Show, based in uh, Charlotte, Greeny, and I can't imagine there's a lot of buzz for Wake Forest Pitt, which is kind of a shame. I mean, great year for the Demon Deacons, and Pitt puts up a million points. So it's going to be a really fun game, I think, on uh, Saturday night in Charlotte, but I can't imagine there's too much buzz for it around there. Yeah, my initial uh, reaction was, man, they're going to fill – one section of that stadium it's going to be packed but that one section is going to be ruckus so uh yeah I, I, 
you know, Wake Forest obviously doesn't have a lot of fans. I don't think the Pitt fans are going to travel extremely well. I've seen people that I know that had tickets for Clemson trying to dump those those seats. And, uh, yeah, I think it's – unfortunately, it's going to be a, a great show. It's going to be, uh, like you said, a lot of offense. Wake Forest puts up a lot of offense. Pitt, Pitt puts up a lot of offense. I think it really comes down to, uh, Pitt, you know, is Pitt's defense – strong enough to hold Wake Forest a little bit because I know Wake Forest's defense isn't strong enough to hold anybody at this point. Yeah, it's going to be some fireworks coming up. Uh, that is a night game coming up on Saturday. Before that, we'll see if Cincinnati can uh, once again run the table as they did a year ago. They'll take on Houston at home, Oklahoma State trying to leapfrog Cincinnati. They'll play Baylor at noon, and then you got the SEC Championship also at 4 o'clock. Uh, Alabama trying to take down Georgia and secure a spot in the playoff. Georgia trying to remain perfect and remain dominant here in 2021. So what, if anything, Greeny, are you excited about Saturday when it comes to championship week and, you know, how it pertains to the college football playoff? Yeah, I mean, really interesting to see if Cincinnati can uh, can handle their business. Uh, I mean, obviously, I think if Alabama beats Georgia, I think they're both in. Um, so that, you know, puts a little bit of strain on Cincinnati. If Oklahoma State represents well, um, you know, do they hop over? Where, where has the committee put them? Has the committee basically said, well, through all this chaos, I, we've got, uh, we got Cincinnati at number four, but if Oklahoma State, you know, goes on a nice run and has a nice W, you got to think that maybe they give them a little more props and Cincinnati's going to get beaten a Houston team um, that's uh, down at number 21. I mean, you know. It's, it's going to be an interesting thing to see how this plays out. And if Cincinnati doesn't get in this year, then a non-Power 5 school may never get in. I'm talking to Greeny, Mark Greenhelge, Golf Shop Radio Show, coming up Saturday 8 to 10 here, right here on Pirate Radio. You can check it out tomorrow morning. And Greeny, uh, some sad news in the golf world this week. Lee Elder passes away, uh, the first black golfer to play in the Masters. And I saw uh, Jack Nicholas, what he wrote about it uh he said lee was a good player but most important a good man who was very well respected by countless people the game of golf lost a hero in lee elder is that kind of the, the sentiment uh when you ask the golf world about lee elder and uh, his passing this week yeah i mean you know again great person great golfer but somebody who had to do it with the weight uh, of the world on his shoulders i mean to be the first black man to play at augusta national and and, and to say that you know to, to, to watch all of the, uh, the the black help that was at Augusta National at that time, you know, come out and watch him finish and do all that stuff. I mean, to have the weight of the world, not there's not too many people that can ever understand the weight that that would put on your shoulders, and he's one of those guys. And the fact that he, he represented so well in, in doing that just it makes him an incredible human being and an incredible athlete. And I've read, you know, that obviously helps pave the way for others, including Tiger Woods. And Tiger Woods has been in the news a lot this week. I think you called this, Greeny. You said he would be kind of out in front of microphones this week during the Hero World Challenge. And Tiger has said he's lucky to be alive, uh, lucky to to still have a leg and we've started to see some of those videos of him taking swings so it does appear that uh at some point in time uh we're going to see tiger woods back on a golf course well you might actually see him at the uh the pnc championship which is the the parent child uh oh yeah there's a there there was a few hints dropped that that he may be out there playing with his son uh, which seems like a logical thing i mean if he can 
if he can hit the shots that we saw him hitting on the range at the Hero Challenge, there's no reason why he can't get out there and hit a few golf shots playing with his son in that tournament. So um, they've held a spot open for him. I expect that to kind of be a last-second grab for him and go ahead and play in that. But beyond that, I mean, you go back and and look. I mean, Ben Hogan was in a horrific car accident, and um, he came back and and won six major championships post the accident with playing a very limited schedule. You know, I think Tiger obviously has more – uh, issues because he was already dealing with a bunch of uh, back issues and all you know, all the knee surgeries and all the back surgeries. So it's a little bit different for him. But I think you're going to see a Ben Hogan type scenario where Tiger plays the major championships and maybe a couple more uh, high level events, and that's about it in the season. So uh, not, maybe not even enough to qualify to actually be a PGA Tour member. Although he has lifetime membership, so he's fine there. So it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out and when that actually starts happening is. His odds already went up on the Masters because he hit one golf shot on video. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's uh, fascinating. Greeny, how about the Hero World Challenge? Uh, Bryson DeChambeau at the top of the leaderboard. Uh, Colin Morikawa, Tony Finau, Brooks Kepka, one shot behind. What are you looking at uh, as far as this tournament, Greeny? Well, I mean, could we get a, a Sunday matchup of Brooks and Bryson <laughs> again? I mean, we just saw the match, right? Um, how phenomenal would it be that we haven't seen the two of them ever play in a uh, competitive round together and then we get the match and then we get them again yeah. the next time they go out and play. So uh, it is going to be interesting. I mean, there's a lot of players in this golf tournament. I mean, there's 13 guys right now within five shots of the lead, and this is a type of golf course where you can make a lot of birdies, as evidenced uh, by Bryson, but you can also you make one mistake, you make a quick double bogey. I mean, Bryson double bogeyed the 18th hole yesterday. He's, uh, he's double bogeyed the 16th hole today. So uh, there's, you know, you hit it a little offline at this golf course and your ball starts ricocheting around into stones and rocks and water and all kind of fun stuff. So I think it's going to be a very fun weekend to see uh, how this works out. And, and Colin Morikawa, obviously he's got a wedding to pay for because he just got engaged. So uh, Mama needs a big time uh, vacation after the wedding, uh, you know, so uh, a nice honeymoon. So little, he's got yeah. some money. Little added motivation for Morikawa, one shot back of Bryson DeChambeau. Greeny, uh, what you got planned for Saturday morning's edition of the Golf Shop Radio Show? Lots of football talk. We got uh, SEC Network. Sari Noka is going to join us along with Bill Bender. Uh, we've got a uh, company called Land and Links that does uh, custom travel to any destination that you want to go to, as well as we're going to check in, I think, with uh, John McGinnis of uh, McGinnis on Tap fame and see what he's up to uh, as we head into the off season. Good stuff, Greeny. Thanks for joining us, man. We will check in with you again next week. Have a great show tomorrow. Thanks, Cliff. Uh, have a good one. All right, there is Greeny. Didn't had meant to ask him about his Patriots, who are rolling right now. We'll talk about them next week. They got a big one on Monday Night Football right here on Pirate Radio against the Bills. We will pick that game as well as the remainder of Week 13 when we return. Tony Dunn, CountyCatChronicles.com. Chandler's here on a Friday. That is big news. And we'll go to our picks. Also... I was ready for the. I was making the funeral arrangements for the Panthers, but Chandler said, "Not so fast, not yet." He thinks they're still alive. I think he's a little delusional. We'll see what he has to say about the Panthers, and we'll get Tony's take on it as well when we return. Talk NFL Hour Two of Pirate Radio Live after this.
listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Save lives, be a hero, and make $700 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. It's the easiest way to make extra money. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. Make up to $700 in a month and save lives now at Griffles Biomat USA. A better donor experience and better pay. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. When your AC or heater needs repair or replacing, call on the reliable service professionals of Delcor Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing. Go to DelcorInc.com or call them at 321-8868. Delcor, the service professionals in Greenville. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. Alrighty, back with you here. Hour two of Pirate Radio Live. We've got a treasure chest giveaway coming up in hour three, along with three guests, Morgan Ehlers, Brian North, and Matt Trent down in Baton Rouge will join us to talk some football and other things going on in the world of sports. But right now, we will talk NFL as we do on Fridays with Tony Dunn from CountyCatChronicles.com. He joins us here in the Pirate Radio studios. Tony, how you doing? Good day, sir. I'm well. Good to hear you are well. Chandler Honeycutt is here as well on a uh, Friday, a rare Friday appearance. I was going to come in here and talk about, like, uh, try to put on a southern twang. Uh, you know, Tony... I, I feel it, like that's already gotten worn out in, like, eight minutes. It's interesting that you... You were born here. Yes. I'm but, from Winterville. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you do have family uh, that resides in New York. So yeah, so, yep. Yankees and, in your family. And, Tony, I've had the privilege of meeting your family. And, man, let me tell you, you have a beautiful family. <laughs> well, thank family. you. And your, where were your folks from? Your like parents? My mom? Yeah. She's from Queens. Okay. Queens, New York. When did she get here? Uh, right, like uh, like a year before I was born. So how did how does she does she have a Yankee dialect? Somewhat. Yeah. I mean, it's not as heavy. I like. I don't think that I have. Uh, you, first of all, everybody acts like I have the opposite of a Southern accent, and well, I just find it to be. Tony non- talks like he's from California. I mean, we make we don't make fun of you, but you. Yeah, you know, homie. Yeah, okay. Like, I, know. I was like, I don't feel. Yeah, you know, I'm from Winterville, man. <laughs> I know, Winterville. but you don't talk like it. I know. That's what people say. They say, and people for some reason, because oh, I've got, I do have some Italian lineage, so the hair and stuff like that. They're like, you're not from here. I'm like, yep. <laughs> so nobody claims Tony. No, he's too southern <laughs> for New York. He's too Yankee for here. Barbecue is a noun, dude. I'm from here. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah, right. it's not I a verb. Taking verb for a second. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> yeah. it's a noun, homie. It means it means it means slow cooked pig covered in vinegar. That's and, what the definition of barbecue is. And we grew up like uh, feet from each other. Yeah, like, like three a couple blocks. Of roads. Bicycle, bicycle ride. That's right. So, uh, and I talk a little bit different than you do, and uh, Bryce Williams talks to, and Chandler talks different than all of us. What are you talking about? Yeah, you do. (laughs) do You know what he talks? Nonsense. Let's get to that. So I set up the show today. We were going to talk to Tony. And look, I didn't think I was speaking out of school when I said that the Panthers are dead. But I got a hole up. Wait a minute. From uh, my peripheral, and I looked over. Let's put some nonsense in it. (laughs) (laughs) Chandler's giving me the, hey, cut it. Look, man, I'm still in the hunt. Now I don't know about the Panthers, but I'm still for in the what? hunt. What are you in the hunt for? Tell me about this. Playoffs, Tell me what the Panthers... Baby. The playoffs? Playoffs! playoffs. And now that I'm looking Tell at it why. on NFL.com, we're not even in the hunt. <laughs> we're, we're on the bubble. You gotta win out, dude. 
Is that what? I mean, really? yeah, that's why I say they're dead. Yeah, we, I mean, what, four? You think you can make it in with well, nine games? I mean, with with us being 2-0 and in the division, what is the, what's the significance with that? Nothing. Can Nothing? you, okay, I'll ask you, can you win your division at this point? No. All right, well, that doesn't matter at all then. Now, it does matter if you beat NFC teams, if you think you can make a wild card still, which, by the way, Washington is a one point, but they're an underdog to the Raiders. So they could end up being five and seven. Who do the Vikings have this week? Um, I have it here I think somewhere. The, Lions. the Vikings have uh, the Lions. They're definitely so they're going to win and probably go to six and six. The Falcons, who Tony was looking at just a moment ago, they play the Bucks. They're probably going to lose. Go to five and seven. The Eagles get back on track this week, probably. Eagles right, well, actually, they the won Jets. Last, yeah, they're going to win that. So, at bottom line, you'll probably enter next week like a game back of the playoff spot but then you have to start factoring in all right what are the tiebreakers who do we beat you losing to washington doesn't help obviously have you played any of these other teams what do you, you got two against the falcons we got two against the bucks a, one against the falcons one against the bills one, and we one have, ag- we have another one against the saints yeah okay eh, i don't like the bills all right how about this is uh chandler pull up the schedule since you got a computer here i think i could cite it i could probably tell it to you from memory it's probably Falcons off the, when we come off the bye. Then it's the Bills. Then it's the Bucks, Saints, Bucks. That's five games left. Yeah, we definitely have the Falcons when we come back next week. I know I mean, that for sure. Is it that hard to Google? I can it? do it right now. No, it's, all right. We got Falcons uh, after the bye. Right. Then, then we the have Bills. the Bills. Then we play the Buccaneers at home the day after then Christmas. The, then the Saints. Then we're at the – this is tough. I mean, we end the, the year on the road at the Saints, at the Bucks. All right, so here's the deal. Mathematically, you are very much in it. Realistically, you're dead. I just – I've always been a guy to – You've always not been a guy. Up you were born a until male. Until it's over. <laughs> when and you, it's not – I mean, just even – Bro. Even a few years ago – It's okay. In, okay. 20, in like 2018, whenever Cam was having the shoulder issues, we played the Saints at home. We had to go to the Cleveland Browns the next week. We te- technically were in it, but we were not going to – I still then were like, all right, we're in it. We're, I mean, we're, we're, I'm not going to give up until we can are we out. Talk we're about, not out right now. Can we talk about two things on this this front? Number one. Number one is how bad the Panthers are. <laughs> They're bad. Right? Like, I mean, like in how much disarray the entire team is in. To the point where that you think that the head coach might not even be there after the bye week. It's like that bad to where people are already like, I mean, it's just rumor mill that they're linking yeah. rule to all these schools. But still, if he was winning right now and everything was going well, they wouldn't be saying that. Do you think it's Panthers fans that are cranking up this rumor mill trying to get him out? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I yeah. might have 27,000 burner accounts for this. No. Um, the So the Panthers are that bad. What's your second point? Because I have a point on this, this too. Second point is is that this the number of games I think the over under for wins for the rest of the season is one point five for the Panthers. I saw you, I saw you tweet about that. that. Yeah. And I really think that's true. Is that and I think that's generous. You know what I mean? Is that really the the first game? I mean, it's really the Falcons and the Saints that you should think that you have a chance in. But but then you got to play the Bills, the Bucks. The Bucks are going to be trying to not only win the division but fight down the road for whatever they can get 
right? And they we know that they're trying. They don't. They're not giving up right now. They're not slowing down. They're trying to gain steam. The Bills are. They're in a dogfight to have a home game in the playoffs. Yeah. So I mean, I'm like, we're. Pl- it's not like we're playing the Jets. And unfortunately, and, those bad teams, Tony, as you know, are division opponents, which are always tough games, even if they do suck. And they so. might not even be as bad as we think. We just yeah. say they're bad because they have bad records. Yeah, and I, th- I guess my thing goes into your first point with the whole thing in disarray. I mean, we're talking about doing this without the best player on your team, Christian McCaffrey. Right. So, I, I, the, uh, and, and a guy on defense that really stepped up this year in multiple roles as, on the field and as a leader in uh, Dante Jackson. We lost him to the IR. Uh, I think that came out earlier this week. So that's a blow to your defense as well. So, Tony, this is a hypothetical that is pointless that you probably don't even want to do, but I'm the host, so I'm forcing you to yeah. do this. Okay. If every if you, the Panthers were completely healthy, what would the team look like right now? Like, would they still be bad? Like, you know, because this whole thing happened. Like, Darnold, I guess, would still be your quarterback, or you might still bring in God Cam. Knows. Yeah, that'd be like that doesn't help. Right. That, I was um, kind of getting to that. Like, but you would have your cornerback back. Your uh, your Cam rookie. Irving. Oh man, yeah, he's really gonna make things better. That, that's kind of where I'm getting at. Like, if I everything agree. was good from a health standpoint, what would the Panthers' record be right now? The same. Maybe it, the same. Maybe one one more game. Maybe if we would. Maybe if Christian McCaffrey wouldn't have um, been hurt in that little stretch there, that there would have been a game that could have been won. But probably one or two games either way. To be yeah. honest, if that's the case. We then, might actually be worse if we were healthy. And, and if that's the case, where does that fall to? I, yeah, and that's where we because get to like Matt Rule. Right? Plan. It has to be Matt. And, and I was a plan going, going fail, into the yeah. year. Yeah, failed plan. A failed plan that is a non-plan plan now. I mean, and you think about the games that we should have won this year at Eagles. I mean, Washington. Where you're, you're in control. Which I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of even saying that. To be honest, I look at the Eagles and they're a better team than me. So but I don't say game, we should win that, that game. That game, y'all were in control for right. the Vikings, a lot of it. The Vikings game was won. Came back at the end, made it look better than it was. You but should you say could have won instead of should have. Could have, yeah. Could have won. Could have won. But, I mean, I was looking back at, you know, guys that made that jump from college to the NFL today and Matt Rule is just following into that trend of just failure. Yeah, it's I uh, mean you I, you look at uh the head head ball coach. You look at St- like Steve Spurrier, you look at I even looked at Lou Holtz. Lou Holtz didn't even finish the season with the Jets. Bobby you look Petrino, at guy, you look at a guy right now Nick with Saban. Urban Meyer, Nick Saban with 15 and 17 with the Miami Dolphins. Chip Kelly. Uh, yeah. Chip Kelly. Um, but so, I think Chip Kelly had some success in his first year, just like Matt Rule, maybe. The but, shorter list is who has done, who has made it work, and that is what Pete Carroll and uh, uh, Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, here's the thing: is that when it comes to Matt Rule, the the problem is not the wins this year, right? I mean, it's like five. Look, we we got to the same amount of wins we got last year. Right. If you win one more game, it's a little progress. Yeah. Are you a little disappointed that it wasn't better than it was? You know, you think you left some games out there? Certainly. But it's not like you came out there and you didn't win any games. You went one and 16 or something like that. The problem with the Matt Rule with this season is not the amount of games they've won, but what they committed to in the process and like the decisions they made going into the season that make next year seem more and more difficult, like where we push the goal line further down the road. 
i.e. we'll start with and I know man we don't want to say but Cam Newton's back how about that the circle is back Matt Rule comes in they release Cam Newton fine you go get Teddy Bridgewater you sign him to a three year deal you do it one year and he wasn't awful even though I didn't like him right but I mean he was I mean he is doing exactly what he was doing he's doing in Denver right but then after one year you cut ties with him and you decide to go a different direction and it wasn't that even you did that but then you went a direction that actually turned out to be worse you traded for sam darnold sam darnold didn't work and it might not even be that it was that sam darnold didn't work but then you gave up so many assets for it and not so many that it's like oh my gosh this sounds so ridiculous when the trade was made but now we are a cruddy team with a lot of free agents on the horizon and we have one pick in the top 100 Right, right now, us tanking doesn't even help, really, no. because we don't have a second and a third round pick to where you get the benefit of that. So here, you bring back Cam Newton, and now I feel like we have started, we're right back to where we were when they released Cam Newton in the first place. And in this entire process, the offensive line has gotten worse, and... You're, and it looks like the coaches have regressed. So we're talking like a two-year kind of waste for the franchise. So what has improved? I mean, the we defense took one is... step forward last year, and then we took like four steps back this year, which is strange. And what has improved? The defense got younger, and that's it. And the I wouldn't even say slipped. they got better, to be honest. The defense has slipped the past couple of games, especially the game against Washington when we were giving up eight yards of pop to McKissick and, and Gibson. And the now, Panthers' defense is the most overrated defense in the NFL. Hmm. Can you believe I said that? No. And I don't say mean things about the Panthers. But <laughs> who have they stopped? Who have they stopped? They didn't have, I mean, the Jets still put up some late points on us. All right. Uh, the Texans still put up points on them. The Cowboys smoked this. They had 250 yards rushing. Washington had 150 yards rushing. Uh 28 to nothing by the Patriots. Dang, they couldn't even stop the Giants. Who have they stopped? Nobody. So, uh, Chandler, still alive? Yeah. (laughs) Technically, yeah. (laughs) Oh, boy. This is the best part. It's not good, It's going to be awesome because the Panthers might somehow beat the Falcons. And then we'll come in here and Panther fans will be like, well, you never know because we came off a bye and maybe this team's rallying. And Cam might have a good game, and then we'll all be like, and then the next week, you play the Bills, and you'll be like, no. This this is why the NFL is the best slash worst, because four weeks ago, I had given up on my team. I hadn't watched them play in two weeks. I'm wearing the hat. I'm excited. I'm trying not to get like that. I I think. Like what? Like I am right now? No, my team's no. giving up. No, oh. I'm saying when you gave up. Like I don't want to get to that point where I I've given up and then I have to be like, all right, I'm back. I want to always be there. I understand, but I mean it's because it is lame. But to I give told up. you this right it outside. Is. The Panthers are a wo- they're lost in the woods. They're wounded and they're looking for water to drink. And man, it's getting dark. And they ain't going this to be able to survive. Like the, bad. the buzzards are circling. The buzzards are circling. This sounds like somebody who has like a real disease and then tells the doctor, like, nah, I'm fine. <laughs> That's what Chandler sounds like. He's right a little now. delusional. It's like, no, I'll just rub this eucalyptus on it. <laughs> He's looking for alternative methods to treat his no, illness. It's just it's just um 
this delusional is kind of like it. It's like naive. It's like refusing naive, to acknowledge yeah. the, the what's right in front of you. I know. And I'm sorry. It sucks. I know. But we should have known this after the Patriots game. We got fooled. We got fooled by this the allure of Cam Newton. Right? Is that they Cam Newton comes in I and mean, some window dressing on something that was bad. I did say it wasn't gonna end well. I never said it was. I want I need him I to, never said you said it was. Oh, God. oh, sorry. Can I uh can I go to your corners, fellas? Um I just need Cam Newton to not look horrible for the rest of the season. That's what I would like. You know, well, like you can't have that. Like that. We just can't go out like that Miami game. That Miami game. And I, and look, is that even the the big Cam defender, Cam's mama Cam right here, um there were some things. Look, is there were some drops in there. There were some the offensive line play was terrible but cam was bad too so it's just like is that we need we again have put cam in the same situation that we always put him in is like good luck hope it works out for you homie i was talking about this with chandler earlier this week tony we've had this discussion too and and i guess specifically to chandler because he's a younger panthers fan and really all he knows is cam newton i know and you have seen a little you know i've seen since chris winky bro but so you know what it's like when you don't have that court i think that's another reason you love cam so much because once you don't have that guy i've always said this you are like you really are lost in the woods searching for that next quarterback yeah and it's tough is that people who have a quarterback are the only ones like that that can act like it's not important because <laughs> it's like it's strange it's like having a not having a quarterback is the worst feeling in the world and having one gives you so much luxury and this is why cam cam saved us so much is because he also let us do a lot on the offense that we didn't we weren't really even good half the time and he made that offensive line look better he took philly brown and brenton burson to the dang super bowl man you know that is special, and you and you take it for granted. It's like your health, and once it's gone, and you get sick, you're like, "Oh my God, I didn't realize how 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 great my life was." Life without Cam is tough. Uh, the problem is, is that the Carolina Panthers might ruin his career twice. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I, I want to end the Panthers conversation. Uh, I'll get the break in. Um, but you know, when are we going to run out of patience on Matt Rule? Because uh, here we. With Teddy Bridgewater, we had no patience with him. One and done. Sam Darnold, no patience with him. Get out of here. We're going to put you on IR. When are we going to run out of patience with Matt Rule like we did with those two quarterbacks? Last because Sunday. He's sitting at, I mean, he's sitting at five wins, the exact same amount of wins he had last year. This is a guy that we brought in as a rebuilding guy for a, for, for a program. And, you know, Scott Fitterer has made the moves to win now. I mean, the moves that he made and is to win now, like and we are Scott not winning. Fitter. I mean, Rule is the one that is guiding this ship. That's, he is not, no, I, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying Scott Fitter is doing his best to put in the best players to win football Chandler, games. it sounds like you're asking, when are we going to lose patience with Rule when you're looking around and there's nobody around you because you're like the only guy that has patience. Left. I don't think he – I think he's even admitting to himself right now. We're in therapy for Chandler, and I think you just admitted to yourself that you're pent up – whatever thing that's worrying you in your life is Matt Rule, and you know it. It is. And we knew it after Miami, and it was just so bad. It's like, and, and then, you know what, after his press conference, he didn't even really look like he – he just looked like a guy that, like, realism set in. He's like, 
This is what it is. He's like, why you got so many penalties? He's like, uh, what are you going to do about these penalties? He's like, I hope they stop getting penalties. <laughs> I mean, it was just like, this is like, I mean, he, he doesn't have a plan to get better, man. He already looks like a guy that wears sweatpants a lot and stuff. He's just going to start showing up to press conferences. We should have hired Bob now. the Builder, not this dude. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll have to uh, speed round our picks as uh, week 13. Got some good games, got some bad games, got some games. Chargers at Bengals. I swear they've played each other like four times. Or they're the same team. I don't know. Anyway, we'll uh, make the picks when we return after this. to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Save lives, be a hero, and make $700 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. It's the easiest way to make extra money. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. Make up to $700 in a month and save lives now at Griffles Biomat USA. A better donor experience and better pay. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Jersey Mike's is open seven days a week for lunch and dinner you can order in the store or you can order online through the jersey mike's app jersey mike's a sub above now let's head back into prl here's clip rock all right back with you here pirate radio live on a friday coming up hour three we'll talk to morgan aylers we will talk to matt trent down in baton rouge get his take on what's going on brian kelly now the head coach at lsu also brian north will join us and at around 5 15 5 20 or so we will open up the pirate radio treasure chest once again we'll run down those prizes for you coming up in the uh five o'clock hour as well we've had two winners and they happen to be husband and wife and that has made a lot of people angry like chad who can't get in ever and now you've got one household with two prizes already chad's the detroit lions of the treasure chest <laughs> that he is uh tony dunn here chandler honeycutt shirley rhodes let's make some picks last week uh i went 10 and 5 oh chandler went 9 and 6 tony went 8 and 7 <sighs> yeah nice 10 and 5 i felt like i started hot too after the thanksgiving games i got all the thanksgiving games right I you think. did and I, then it was like i was like oh i'm gonna have my uh week. technically you're wrong because the raiders beat the cowboys oh you're right yeah uh so on the year i have 103 wins as does chandler tony has 99 so four games back tony you need to start making up some ground i'm trying all right uh bucks at falcons we're gonna sweep this one before we get there though let's do this who is who's the best team in the nfc let's go around the horn i will say the it's the Green Bay Packers. I would take the Packers right now. Yeah, the Packers. They're the healthiest, it seems like. Uh, they seem complete. The team that I really think could be it and I thought was going to be it, right now they're dealing with too many injuries. So Dallas? I can't. Arizona. Oh, okay. Uh, I think Dallas has an argument. I think those are three. They're kind of all and neck then the and neck. Yeah. So that, I mean, that's your four right there. Yeah, which are all and, division and winners, right? My team has uh, slipped the Rams who i had at the beginning of the year they're bums dude and i thought they were going to be in uh i put them in the super bowl i think i'm not going to like rule them out being there but man matt stafford's looking a lot like detroit matt stafford 
right now well you know they're kind of just falling apart all around too like they can't stop people they can't i mean it's just a big mess they need to bring in eight more all pro defensive guys and they might be all right of course that would help them chandler who's the best team in the nfc i mean with a healthy murray and hopkins i'm going cardinals they're not into and this is shame on me for not giving them enough credit because how much do we talk about this tony we always base it off of what happened last year what's happened in the last five year window and then we even go further back than that like the cardinals they're not a traditional team recency but yeah Uh, no we we, i combine all of those things and i look at the cardinals this year nine and two and still say eh, they won't be there at the end and well, I, they did lose to the Panthers. That makes them. That's like one. Colt McCoy's their quarterback. True, true. But they've also won some games without Murray. Yeah. I mean, they're pretty good, man. I like. Yeah. I like them. I and if they credit. get Chandler Jones is the beast. If they get, but but really, Green Bay is got the best quarterback probably in the league at the moment. Um, but he's best dealing receiver. with injury. Actually, he's dealing with some toe that we got to look at now that he's on skype literally look at i know because he showed us all COVID toe koto tovid uh what (laughs) is how about the afc this might be even more difficult who's the best team bills uh they will have a chance to prove it on monday night when they take on the patriots we'll get to that pick your uh, options are bills ravens titans and chiefs um why couldn't the Patriots start being on that list? Now? Oh, did I not say them? Uh-uh. I'm sorry. Patriots, Bills, Ravens, Titans, Chiefs. <laughs> There's, a, you know what? Is these guys are all super good. flawed <laughs> and good and really good. I, I like, you know, who's a sleek a sleeper team in this? Is I hope that the Bengals, the man. Bengals. Yeah, I'm not. Really I mean, I don't good. think they're really ready for the next step. But if they win this week, I think it is against Pittsburgh. Maybe Chargers. Oh, the Chargers. Yeah, if they win against the Chargers, who are, how do you, at some point, you're going to have to give them credit. They got seven wins, dude. The NFL is nuts, man. It's, uh, you could go any way. There is no elite team. I think this year's different than most, though. I think more nuttier. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Is that I really think, like, the fact that we can't pull the best team out of the AFC means that they're either all bad or all good <laughs> and i'm not sure which one the answer right, right. Is. exactly and the patriots you know is I'm, that we don't trust the rookie just yet the offenses but this is a patriots type season you ch- you start slow and you chug along you get that deep bill belichick playing into december into cold weather running the ball the Patriots, you know what? I'll put them at the top right Monday now. night's going to be awesome. Uh, Patriots at Bills. That'll be our last pick today. Let's get to the picks. Bucks at Falcons. Uh, I'll Bucks. take the Bucks. Sweep it, sweep it, sweep it. Cardinals at Bears. Cardinals. All right. No, I think they no hesitation. are. Um, I think they're like 11-point favorites. Something like that. They are oh, who's, seven and a half. Who's starting? Is uh, Dalton the quarterback? No, the, actually, you know what is um, Dalton is the quarterback, but the problem is, is Kyler Murray is a game time decision, and he hasn't completed a full practice this week. What line did you see? Seven uh, and a half. Seven, okay, seven yeah, and yeah. a half on ESPN. Saw. All right, we're all taking the Cardinals, though, right? Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. Charger, Chargers at Bengals. Man. I'm taking the Bengals. I said last like segment that I feel like these teams play every week, and that's just because there's so many teams like this. Like the Vikings are in this category. My football team has joined this conversation of like you don't want to pick them, but you also are kind of scared to pick against them. Chargers the, and Bengals both feel that way to me. The two top quarterbacks from last year's draft going head to head. Yeah, um, Joe Burrow 
gangster from in Cincinnati, Ohio kid, right? Be careful, Tony. Who'd you Why? pick? I picked the Bengals. I, I mean, every time we want to try to start to believe, I know they let us down. But I'm really this is also me starting to believe in the Bengals, but also me disbelieving in the Chargers at this point. Like they have let me down a lot. You want to know some of those picks I lost? I bet you last week I lost on that Chargers pick. Uh, who did they play last week? Oh yeah, at Broncos. And I wanted to change. I think I even told you I wanted to change my pick, but I went by the sheet and I lost that game. Chandler had the Broncos. Uh, Bengals. Who are you taking, Chandler? I'm gonna go with the Chargers at home or on, on the road. You wrote a C for me, by the way. Well, I'll take the Bengals. All right. then. Nice. That's All right, destiny. Vikings at Lions. Vikings. The Lions are destined to be uh, oh, for a Okay, dump, yeah. so the Lions are dead. <laughs> Chandler's they're ready dead. to cross them Do you think mathematically off. they have a chance, Chandler? No, they're dead. Let's see. 10, 1. I'm going to say they're dead, dead. <laughs> Is there like an E beside their name in the... Uh, let me check the standings. As, see. as the Panthers are trying to make their way out of the woods, you know, they're limping, they're wounded, they come across this dead line. That is, that's the Detroit Lions. Uh, we're all going to take the Vikings here. I yes. think that line is real big. It doesn't say they're eliminated, but I guess they, they have oh, to be. Okay, they have 0% chance. Yeah, they have to be eliminated. Um, okay. Let's uh, go to Giants at Dolphins. Dolphins. I'm going to go Giants. Nice. You know Daniel Jones isn't playing. Now, I heard... Is that addition oh, by it's Mike Glennon. It's yeah. Mike Glennon. Yeah, that's not addition. I tell you that. And then on top of that... They said he's out. I heard he okay, was out. Okay, he's ruled out, yeah. Um, on top of that... Well, I guess the best part... Maybe they are better with Kitchens now. Kitchens, have you seen him with these... Uh, he's like a super... He knows a bunch of words, and he's like... Uh, he's like challenging the quiz bowl to the dang journalists and well stuff. good for him because he does not look like a guy right shame on me for stereotyping that looks like he knows a lot of words yeah um chandler are you sticking with the giants or you want to go golf i'm gonna switch it up go yeah Dolphins. all right i am as well I should not have told you i needed to make some headway uh how about the um well i guess the eagles though last week played on the road that was in new york i didn't believe in them had uh oh they're at new york again they play the Jets this week. They uh, they won the Eagles last week. Or they lost to the Giants. Yeah, they lost this pool. Um, you want to be an Eagles believer for some reason. I do. I don't know why. Uh, I'm taking the Eagles. <laughs> uh, it's the Jets, right? Yeah, it's the Jets. Yeah, I kind of like the Eagles to do the the roller coaster. I, I think they bounce back with a win this week, Chandler. Yeah, I think I heard today that the Jets have the worst defense in the league. Hey, got him a win last um, week, as I predicted. And uh, Jalen Hurts with uh, with his worst like poor game David in his <laughs> with his worst career game last week. I think he bounces back against the Jets. Is Joe Flacco starting again? <laughs> no, uh, he didn't start last week either. Zach Wilson did. Oh, that's right. That's right. Good call. Uh, uh, I'm taking the Eagles. Chandler's taking the Eagles. Tony's taking the Eagles. Colts at Texans. We're all taking the Colts here. I'm correct. Assuming. Yes, Fort David. This Cully. is the dark horse team right now. They're the getting, Colts. Yeah, yeah, I like them late down the stretch. All right, that is not a great one o'clock slate, is it? What do we like? Chargers, Bengals would be fun. Can I make up any games? I don't think so. None on clip. 
Uh, no, nah, pick all the same games. You can make up one uh, on if the Bengals win. So yeah. you're rooting for the Bengals. All right, let's take a timeout. We'll get into the four o'clock slate and the primetime games. Got to tell you, not a super sexy week of football. Maybe that'll lead to some good games, not great matchups, though. Take a timeout, have more for you on Pirate Radio Live after this. to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Save lives, be a hero, and make $700 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. It's the easiest way to make extra money. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. Make up to $700 in a month and save lives now at Griffles Biomat USA. A better donor experience and better pay. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Well, keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio for 18 years. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff Brock. All right, looking at NFL Sunday slash Monday night here on Pirate Radio Live. Tony Dunn is here with us, Charlie Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt. I am Cliff Brock. We picked the one o'clockers a moment ago. By the way, I didn't mention last night. I uh, watched zero seconds of the Saints and Cowboys. Watched the highlights earlier here, and it looks like I didn't miss too much. I have a funny story about that. All right. Um, So we recorded uh, our Wednesday night show at night late, the the debate my take, and uh, so I come down from recording that from upstairs, and my wife is watching Thursday night football, and she doesn't watch football teams that she's usually not interested in so i found this strange right away and then she had really no idea about the state of these teams at all Mm -hmm. and she was like oh my god this Taysom hill guys look at him go and she was getting hyped and i was like she was like i really thought the saints had a chance at us i was like no they didn't sorry and it was just so funny to see someone who never watches thursday night football for teams that she never cared and she was like pumped i was like what is going on here so if you're wondering what sean payton's reaction to Taysom hill is just it's, ask tony's wife yeah because apparently he loves the guy uh and I, I again i watched the highlights they went on a nice little drive there where he just pretty much ran the ball that the was entire yeah time. that was when she was jumping and it was like, working yeah because he jumped over a guy when he tried cool. to throw it didn't work because he had four interceptions and he also had four fingers on his throwing hand one of them was messed up yeah so uh i i guess so is, how long is Jameis out it doesn't matter saints it doesn't stink. matter they stink let's move on all right uh cowboys beat the saints last night by the way uh washington at las vegas this line has moved down, and Washington's got some key injuries. Uh, J.D. McKissick is a huge part. Who is he out? He's out of what they do offensively. He is out. But Darren Waller hadn't practiced, and maybe that's why the line keeps dropping because Vegas is a one-point home favorite coming off a win at Dallas against Washington. So uh, I, I'll let you guys go first. I uh, want to be gutsy and take the Washington football team, but I think that four in a row is a bit much. Mm-hmm. Um, I think um, I am. I, I do see Ron Rivera pulling the typical Ron Rivera thing, which is playing great and 
in December, November and December. Did you uh, watch the Monday Night Game? By the way, I watched part. Yeah, it, it was, was like, like I had it. All, I was out. I had. I was there. Ron I was, was fired up after that game. It oh, was man. like it was. I was watching your Twitter feed too a lot well, until you came back at me, and then we stopped. By the way, I haven't been your friend all week. You didn't know it. I did not know that. Um. Yeah, you walked in today. Like I was still not talking to you. I was like, what did I do? What happened? Uh, that game, Tony, was like five years of you telling me about Ron Rivera football. A lot of punts, a lot of runs on third and one, getting stuffed on and a both lot sides. Of toughness. Lot, yeah. yeah and and there was a crazy s- sequence there. It was like three and out. There was like three straight three and outs for both teams. You call it crazy. I call it boring. Either way. I call it gritty. Yeah. Gutsy. Frustrating. And uh, Ron Rivera does not get shook, man. I'm telling you, he cannot shake this man. He yeah. just stands there with his arms crossed against his, Over his ample, ample chest. chest. <laughs> I you, tell you, man. this is a... One of the things that I'm upset with about the Panthers right now is that Rule, it looks like the complete opposite of Ron Rivera. And he looks... He's kind of a weenie. Shaken, yeah. yeah. It's like, so throughout the season, they had a couple of things that'll happen. And then the next week, he just totally does something different. It's like... Um, Oh, you're using Christian McCaffrey too much then in week one, and then the next week they start rotating guys in. So Ron and, Rivera, super stubborn. Yeah, uh, Matt Rule, too. And yeah, and flighty. And, yeah, and uh, he is. Uh, what did we, what would be the word? Yeah, I don't know. Um, finicky. Yeah, finicky. Um, Ron Rivera though is it's stubborn when it doesn't work. It's resolve when it does. Good point. There's uh, two ways to look at it. Y'all are finicky. We got Hineke. <laughs> I'm going to say... find ways to win with him. I'm, right. taking, I'm taking Las Vegas. Though. All right. I, I tried was, to talk Tony yeah. into it. I tried to talk myself into I'm it I'm going to pick my team again. Why not? This is the late Ron Rivera push. If they win this game, Tony, Dallas at Washington next week actually means a lot in December. Are you kidding me? I would be so jacked up. Are that. we going to do... Wait, can we do a watch along? If that if the if that happens if the win happens if they week, beat the Raiders can we do I that? mean Brian Meador said he'd be a part of one okay we have a watch along if the and I want to be the a football part, team wins oh, on Sunday let's wait, do it can I invite myself oh sure yeah no you you're a part of watch along lore <laughs> yeah but what are you gonna do <laughs> you about the, even get the joke what about the uh, right yeah we didn't invite him to the basketball thing. I know oh okay so the Panthers play the Falcons at the same time is that you know. Oh, it's a one o'clock game. Yeah. Oh. Well, oh, oh, and I don't have NFL Sunday ticket here, <laughs> so we can't watch. So it. watch alongs out. Dang it! All right. Oh. Well, I guess we get somebody's password here, and we could do it. All right. Well, let's let's revisit. This okay. Idea. All right. Fine. I'm taking I'm Washington. A seed though. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I'll let you be on an island by yourself. I think Washington's going to pump the brakes this week. All right, pump the brakes. Jaguars at Rams. I will take the Rams. 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 Ravens at Steelers. I will take the Ravens. Ravens. And I don't know how is the... I think the Ravens just stomped the Steelers, too. Like the Bengals stomped them last week? Yes. Baltimore is a four-and-a-half road favorite. I like that. I take that. Who are you taking? Ravens. Thank you. That's a good line. What do you mean? Like, you, you love the Ravens. Yeah. So you'll take... You'll take the Ravens. Tony's going alternate line, which you can like boost it up to Ravens minus like eight and a half, nine (laughs) for plus money. Oh, really? Easy money. Tony's taking that. Six and a half. (laughs) 49ers at Seahawks. 
Oh, by the way, this I've been meaning tough. to ask I this all this, week. This game is what has happened the to the Seahawks? Are they really three and eight? Yeah, they suck. Good lord, they're terrible. And how are the 49ers good? Yeah, like, I'm they, not, everybody is hurt on there. You talk. By the way, what's the line, Chandler? The line is San Francisco is a three and a half point favorite yeah. on the road. What hurts the San Francisco 49ers more, losing a quarterback to injury or losing Debo Samuel? Who plays eight positions. I know. Debo out for this That game. actually makes me want to pick the Seahawks. Mm. After I'm picking what I, the Seahawks at home. Yeah. Just, they stink. After yeah. what I saw Monday night, I can't pick them. I'm You're always going to get a good one, though. Seahawks 49ers. Remember, was it last year? The, like, the stop at the one-yard line? Oh, yeah. Was that a night game? It was a Sunday night game, I would yeah, say. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go. Forty ers are four and one on the road. Seahawks are one and four at home. Uh, I'm gonna go Forty ers Yeah, they're they're bad. Uh, Broncos at Chiefs. I, I are the Chiefs back? Uh, I'm picking the Chiefs off a bye. And before that bye, they beat the Cowboys. And yeah. before that, they won a big game. Yeah, they're so. starting to get it together. It feels like Kansas City's coming off a bye. Yeah. Yeah, Andy Reid. I gotta stop giving you Andy Reid's a legendary like off the buy coach, right? Oh yeah, he's do you know how he's much, an off the buy guy? Do you know how much like his like uh, talk about the opposite of Matt Rule is Matt, Andy Reid's got most experience in the world. Like he's probably going back to the roller like he's pulling out file books from twenty seven years ago. Right now, he's gonna pull out something cool. All right, uh, I'll take the Chiefs too. I'll no that one. Patriots at Bills. This is the game. Mm. Save the best for last. Monday night football. This is awful. I mean, like, it's awesome, but I I think the Patriots could win this game. You know what? I've been riding with the Patriots. I, I, this could be the time to get off, and that's you got to know when to get off, yeah, right? I'm going, Bills. The Patriots are 5-0 and o on the road. Jeez. I like this you being here on Fridays, adding these little nuggets to the discussion. I'm taking the Patriots. Tony's taking the Bills. Yeah. Chandler. I'm, I'll let Tony try to get a game up. Uh, I'm going to go wow. Mac Jones and the Patriots. On how the much? And look, we should. They won six in a row. But how much respect are we giving the Patriots right now to win in Buffalo? That's going to be an awesome environment too, Tony. Because like, the I Bills mean, that's fans, a playoff game. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun Monday night. All right, Tony, uh, you'll be there. We did it. Wait, you said no. we had to f- file go real quick. I was going to say post game, but no post game. No post game. No. no Panthers game. So what are you doing? Hanging out with the family family i guess so i guess so maybe i'll try to get something done now you know that's the worst part about the football season not but like i your weekends are completely unproductive yeah like your house is falling apart and i hate the and now i get a saturday off ecu's done for a while and now i'm like all right football time and then i've got a lot of stuff to do yeah you got to catch up (laughs) yep so all right thanks for hanging out both all right thank you let's take a time out we'll come back when we return we'll talk to morgan aylers and after we talk to Morgan Aylers at the end of that segment, we're going to open up the treasure chest here on a Friday and make you a winner. We will be back with you on Pirate Radio Live right after this. You're listening.
listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. and is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. All righty, hour three of Pirate Radio Live coming up at the end of this segment. We're going to open up the Pirate Radio treasure chest for the third time. Carrie Brown, Patrick Brown, our winner so far. Inside the treasure chest, we've given away a $100 gift card to Tiebreakers and a free year subscription to Hoist the Colors. And surely... We have given away two prizes and added three prizes to the mix here inside the treasure chest. So let's do a – you need to get that real quick before we do this? No. Oh, you're good? All right. Mm -mm. All right. uh, Let's do a rundown of the prizes starting with you, Shirley Rhodes. 12 large pizzas from Domino's of Greenville. A pirate gift basket from UBE. Takeout party for 10 for Parker's Barbecue. $100 gift card from Emporium. $100 gift card from Chico's. A lazy boy recliner from Bostic Sug Furniture. $100 gift card to ENS Hemp Company. $100 gift card to Fresh Vibes. $100 gift card to Fleet Feet. Ultimate party package from Sawyer's Fun Park. $200 gift card to Factory Mattress. $140 gift card to Revive Health and Wellness. Gift basket to Naughty Dog Brewing Company. $100 in gift cards to Dap House, Christie's Euro Pub, Sidebar, Jarvis Street Bottle Shop. $100 gift card to Halo Home. $100 gift card to Bagel Man. $100 gift card to Purple Blossom. $100 gift card to Jersey Mike's. A Bush Light Neon Sign, Bud Light Cooler, and Beach, Beach Chair. And, and two 15 packs of Bud Light from Carolina, Carolina Eagle, Eagle Distributing. Distributing. There you go, folks. That is what is left inside the Pirate Radio Treasure Chest. We're doing this all December during our shows here on Pirate Radio Live, and we will open up the Treasure Chest coming up at the end of this segment and this segment features captain morgan aylers who is he with us shirley Rhodes? all right let's hear from him now hello morgan hello clip brock yes you did a great job of announcing the prizes after this segment somebody will be a winner on pirate radio i do not see in this treasure chest luigi debo but i uh have enjoyed hearing you Morgan, during basketball games at Menji's Coliseum, and it's worked well for the Pirates because they are undefeated at home this year, and they'll try to stay that way when Tim Craft Gardner-Webb Bulldogs come to town. Coming up on Saturday, 3 o'clock, East Carolina has uh, got by by the skin of their teeth on the last two, Morgan, a last-second shot by Tristan Newton against Coppin State, and then a, uh, a meltdown. I don't know what ODU was trying to run with four seconds left on the clock that last possession but the pirates able to get away uh from there with the win as well they are perfect at home this year morgan yeah they are and uh you know those are games that in the past maybe east carolina loses but they're finding a way to win and it doesn't matter if you win by one point or win by 20 a win's a win and at the end of the year that's what matters so hopefully they can pull one out tomorrow against gardner west we saw a uh, breakout game from vance jackson against old dominion he was hitting from the outside as really everybody on the team was the other night morgan especially in the first half but brandon suggs uh had his high point game against coppin state tristan newton has uh been the scoring leader the majority of the games for the pirates this year but they're getting it from from different players different nights uh, and different days and that's a sign of a a pretty good team right morgan that uh, you have other guys that can step up 
Yeah, it is, and I'm glad to see that they're shooting the outside shot and, and making it, and different guys are stepping up in the past couple of years, and nothing against uh, Jaden Gardner when he was here, but he was really that go-to guy, and it was uh, pounded inside, try to get a rebound, ball fake, go up off the glass, and he'd score. He averaged 18-20 a game, but if the Pirates can go out there and find three or four guys that can average you know, 12 to 15 a game, if not more, that's going to be really hard to defend. And when you stretch the court out, that's when the big guys like uh, Luigi DeBoe and Alonzo Frank. You like that? That's an Errol Bing tribute. I do. I do. And hopefully he's back, Morgan. He was uh, unable to play on Tuesday. Yeah, hopefully he'll be back tomorrow. I'm not 100% sure. I haven't talked with Coach Dooley this week. But, uh, you know, right this time of year, if you're you're banged up or bruised, they're going to give you a little bit of time off because these games are important, but conference games, and yeah. they're right around the corner. Those are the big, important games, and you want your, your players ready to go and rested and healthy when conference season starts. Pirates in Minji's against Gardner-Webb, 3 o'clock Saturday. The women play at noon on Saturday. They are also perfect in Minji's Coliseum this year, uh, sitting at 4-0 and in home play. All right, let's talk a little football. Morgan, Mike Houston uh, signs an extension, gets a pay bump that was announced on a Thursday. In fact, it was announced, and, and we were talking to John Gilbert on Pirate Radio Live at 5 o'clock yesterday, right when Bronco Mendenhall stepped down from Virginia. So another coach opening, and uh, hopefully we can uh, keep Mike Houston around here for a long time. He'll at least be here for another year contract through 2026, but it was good to see East Carolina and Mike Houston get that done yesterday. Yeah, they called me and asked what I thought about the new contract extension about three weeks ago. And yeah. You know, I I said I think it would be a good thing to go ahead and move forward with it, and they did. And congratulations to Coach Houston and John Gilbert and the entire Board of Trustees and Chancellor. Uh, you know, they did such a great job, and hopefully Coach Houston's going to be around here for a long time. But, uh, Morgan, as the emperor of all this, you do have your Rolodex available if you need to hire a new coach, right? I mean, you've got some names on your wish list. Well, you know, with my powers, it's just a matter of making a phone call and the next coach will be on an airplane. <laughs> all right. There you go, folks. So rest easy. We're going to be good to go. We're all set for power football moving forward. Uh, so Coach Houston is back. It's a, it's great to have that stability of the head coach, the coaching staff. Also, a quarterback uh, returning gives you a lot of stability, Morgan. So uh, will Holt Naylor's be back with East Carolina next year? <laughs> I... I... <laughs> no, no. Oh, come on. You know, I had to ask the question. I know you ask the question every week, and I'm going to give you the same answer I gave you last week. And, you know, this is uh, we're going to support him in whatever decision he makes. And we're, we've talked about it. We've yeah. talked about it with some of the coaches. I know. Um, you know, he, he's taken a beating the last couple, two or three years. And it's, it's you know, from a physical standpoint, you know, he he's a tough dude, man. I, I dare you. And I know he's my son, but. I dare you to find another quarterback in college football that's as tough as he is from getting back up about every time he's hit. And, uh, you know, but I, I I think a decision will probably come within the next week or so, I hope. And uh, I've been talking about it, praying about it. Hopefully uh, the right decision will be made. There you go. Morgan Ayler's joining us here on the Fixed NC Live Line. It'll be fun to get into bowl prep, Morgan. It'll be a lot easier to do that when we have an opponent, and we will know that uh, coming up on Sunday. But I don't know. Is anybody on your want list, Morgan? Is there a team you'd like to see East Carolina go up against or a team you think it'll be? What do you think about the opponent for the Military Bowl? 
Well, everybody was talking uh, early on about Virginia Tech. I would, if I was a betting man, I don't think Virginia Tech wants to play East Carolina. I think the drama is too much. And is it Whit Badcock, yeah. the athletic director? I think he's a wimp, Badcock, not a Whit Badcock, because uh, of what he, you know, when the Pirates backed out of that game due to the hurricane. And I just don't think that'd be a lot of good publicity. I bet they they opt to go to another game. And I'm thinking maybe Virginia. Yeah. Which would be an interesting matchup, um, you know. There's it'll be somebody from the ACC. And Bronco Mendenhall will be coaching in their bowl game, right? He's stepping down, but he's stepping down after the bowl game, I believe. Yeah, I think so. It wouldn't shock me to see one of his staff be promoted to the head coach position at Virginia. Mm-hmm. You know, all his staff came with him basically from uh, BYU when he came in before, and uh, it wouldn't shock me to see one of his guys get get promoted and then be named maybe before the bowl and then uh take over right after i was gonna bring this up with brian north morgan but you've been around here forever and followed local football acc football uh duke made a home run hire with david cutcliffe and he got everything he could out of that program and i don't know kind of a scary time i think if you are uh one of the few duke football fans was i don't know if it's going to get any better than it did with cutcliffe there but what the heck do they do uh with their next head coach do you think I really don't know, to be honest with you. That's I'm, I'm here, believe it or not, Scotty Montgomery's name has been thrown around. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, you know, and yeah. the Indianapolis Colts is your running backs coach. Yeah. Um, there's some guys out there that are in that, that Duke family and that Duke tree of of uh, players, and maybe that's what they go after. Maybe they go after a, uh, what is it, a, a FCS team yeah. head coach. That wouldn't shock me to see somebody's had some success at that level come in. But Duke's such a hard place to uh, coach for football. I mean, you've got guys that have come in there over the past, Steve Spurrier. I mean, uh, Fred Goldsmith, who was one of uh, Coach Houston's mentors over the years. And, uh, you know, they came in, they were successful, and they, they opted to stay where they were at. They didn't go anywhere. And, uh, you know, then that success fades away pretty quick. Steve Spurrier, of course, went right to Florida from Duke, and uh, you know it's a it's a tough place. Their academic requirements are a lot higher. They are a private school, but at the same time, it's one of those those places that you know you're, you're competing against the Clemsons, the States, the Carolinas, the Wakes. Now, you know for for players and East Carolinas, and um, it's a tough place to win. Yeah, tough place to win. Which makes what David Cliff there that much more. Uh you know surprising and special uh during his tenure there morgan Ayler's joining us morgan uh used the phrase if i was a betting man earlier so let's go back to that if you were a betting man who do you like tomorrow let's start with uh cincinnati houston uh the bearcats i think the bearcats are for real but houston has a chance if they come out there and go up tempo and uh really try to sling it around and uh use their tight end i think we were very successful in yeah. last week and could have been a little bit more successful at it uh, I think they have a chance. I don't think defensively Houston can can stop Cincinnati. Uh, I think Cincinnati's very big up on the on the on the offensive line, and with Desmond Ritter, you know, he's not the most accurate quarterback, but he gets the job done. And he's he's had a, a heck of a career at Cincinnati. So I'm I'm going to go with the Bearcats on that one. How about Georgia? Do they just continue to to beat up on everybody, or does Alabama finally give them a challenge, an offense that they haven't seen yet? Uh, what do you think about Bama, Georgia? I'm going to think, honestly, I, I've watched Georgia a couple of times this year, and they've looked really, really good, especially defensively. 
However, I think I think this game goes down late in the in the game. I think Georgia ekes out a win, but I think Alabama plays well enough that they're still going to be in the top four in the uh, the bowl selecting shows. And um, if Cincinnati wins and Alabama plays close, I think Alabama will be the the team that possibly can knock out the Bearcats. And uh, you got to watch out for Oklahoma State. They play Baylor. They are one spot back of Cincinnati. If they beat the number nine team in the country in Baylor, it wouldn't shock me at all to see the the committee, you know, give them the edge and and boost them ahead of Cincinnati. Bottom line, Cincinnati needs to win, and and I still don't feel 100% sure they're going to make this playoff. I think Cincinnati needs to win, and they need to win big. Yeah. And um, you got to, if you're uh, an AAC fan, you got to pull for Baylor to upset Oklahoma State. But yeah. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, I don't think that's going to happen. I think uh, the coach with the best hair in college football, Mike Gundy, uh, <laughs> will will pull it out. And those guys looked really good last week against Oklahoma. And I think their offense is really tough to stop. Morgan, enjoyed chatting with you, buddy. Have a great weekend. I guess uh, I'll see you tomorrow at Minji's. Uh oh. No? Uh, actually, this is my one game I'm going to miss. I've got a wedding ah. in Fox Springs tomorrow and uh, playing tonight at the Market Street Pub in Washington. So come on out. Raising a Toys for Tots thing out there. And then tomorrow, they've got a wedding. And then. Uh, All right. I'll see you next weekend, Minji's. How about that? Next Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday. See you then. Thank you, Morgan. Yes, you will, Clip. You're the man. Later, Bo. Morgan Aylers joining us on the Fixed NC Live Line talking. Uh, college championship, college football championship Saturday. I actually get started tonight with a couple of games, Conference USA and the Pac-12. But what you care about is being a winner on the Pirate Radio treasure chest. And Shirley Rhodes, I think it's time to open it up right about now. There it is, folks. You've been waiting for it. I've been hearing the phone ring for the past two hours of people making sure they got the number ready to go. 317-1250. We doing caller 12 again? Yes. Caller 12. Shirley has the chest. We will open it up when we return and talk to our winner on the Fixed NC Live line, and they'll be walking away with a prize out of the Pirate Radio treasure chest. 317-1250. 317-1250. Get in now, and we will find out who our winner is when we return after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back for the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner, including our treasure chest. Be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR19. FM. Join the over 50,000 followers today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Rock. All righty. Uh, by the way, another something to keep an eye on on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard tonight. J.H. Rose and uh, Jacksonville going at it for the uh, Eastern Regional Final in the 3A. That's at Rose, too, isn't it? It is right down the road, Shirley Rose, in, uh, right here in Greenville at J.H. Rose. And 
As our buddy Scooter Rogers points out, a trip to Keenan Memorial Stadium in Chapel Hill is on the line when the Cardinals and Rampants face off tonight at 7.30. So, good luck to Will Bland. Right down the road at Rose, Shirley Rhodes. That's right. Chandler. All right. (laughs) Sorry. Let's get to our winner. We opened up the treasure chest. We had a ton of calls, and uh, we have our one winner, and his name is Bob Morfitt. Bob, congratulations. How you doing? Good. Thank you, Clip. Thank you, Shirley. Did I say that last name right? You said it perfect. Awesome. All right. Good deal. Bob, I recognize your name, so that means you have won in the past, uh, at least in a regular contest. Have you won in the treasure chest before? I have not. It was during the summer. It's not as busy as during football season, so I'm happy to win this one. Awesome. Congrats. Good to hear. So, Bob, uh, tell us what you do in your real life. I work at ECU at the Counseling Center. Good deal. All right. We got an ECU employee calling in. Are you excited about the Pirates getting back to a bowl game, Bob? Oh, heck yeah. Go Pirates. All right, man. Well, uh, tell you what. Let's go and find out what Bob's going to win. Shirley, uh, we ran over the prizes, Bob. Anything in particular you're uh, looking for today? You know, I told my wife that Lazy Boy sounded good. All right. (laughs) That is a very popular prize here in this year's treasure chest. So, Shirley is going to do the honors so let's open it up Shirley I has the, the treasure chest. chest and all the prizes are in there right yes yeah, so. I don't know if you can wait a minute I'm pointing at the wrong camera there you go there's all the prizes all in the there. prizes are in there and Shirley's going to pick one and she will let you know don't look what Bob has won alright Bob alright Bob oh that's the one you wanted Oh, this is a good one. This is a good one, Bob. You are the proud owner of a $100 gift card to Jersey Mike's. Oh, wow. Sub above. I love Jersey Mike's. What's your uh, go-to sub at Jersey Mike's, Bob? Uh, It'd have to be the Turkey Club. Yeah, that's that's a good call. By the way, don't sleep on the hot subs. Love the chicken cheesesteak they have there. So, uh, Bob is the winner of the $100 gift card to Jersey Mike's, which was just added today, right, Shirley? So, that one is. That is correct. It was just added today. And then right out of the chest. Bob, thanks for listening, man. We'll let you know how you can redeem that. And uh, appreciate you tuning in to Pirate Radio. Great. Thank you so much. All right. Have a good one. There is Bob Morfitt, who is a uh and i knew he was a longtime listener because i recognized the name but first time winner of the treasure chest so well done which Bob. is good so we've had uh repeat winners the first two days and now we got our first um New first winner. time winner yes and and do we have a winner on the line now no, I, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we'll open it up again coming up monday here on pirate radio live uh, we got to get to Matt Trent and uh, Brian North before we wrap up here on a Friday. Um, okay, that's somebody looking for a prize. I thought that might have been the person trying to call in to talk about Mike Houston, but maybe we'll have time for that on Monday. Give us a call if you want to get a call in because uh, we do need to get to Matt Trent right now, our old buddy from WCTI 12, formerly uh, of there, also a former 
first baseman for the Richmond Spiders, played some college baseball. He is now down in Baton Rouge covering LSU athletics, among other things. Matt Trent joins us on the Fixed NC Live line. Matt, how you doing, buddy? Man, we're going good. Just really happy this coaching search is over. I can tell you that. A lot of sleepless nights over the past month. And now you get to uh, play some golf today, right? Yeah, absolutely. Getting getting the day off. <laughs> uh, we, we know how coaching searches are. We're glad that uh, it looks like we won't have to go through one around here this offseason as Mike Houston signed his extension yesterday. But, man, you've been busy down there covering LSU. And, and you know, Ed Orgeron is notified that he's uh, not going to be returning to LSU. And, and that was a while back now that you mentioned it, Matt. I guess the, the coaching search just didn't start, you know, this week. That's been going on for a while and brian kelly you know i guess the first thing we do matt we, we kind of start making our own internal big board of potential coaches that could take over uh in, in this case lsu and then you start doing your research talking to your guys uh on the inside your sources but brian kelly's name how, how much was his name mentioned before you know everything happened earlier this week so you know it, it was interesting because uh, Ed Orgeron signed his separation agreement with LSU, I think, obviously after the Florida game. So I think that would have been October 17th. And then immediately, you know, it starts. And there was obviously like a short list of candidates that had been thrown out there, either by agents, sources, like whatever. Brian Kelly was not on it. Yeah. And we we had never heard that Brian Kelly was looking to leave Notre Dame. He was toying with the idea of coming to the SEC because we were told that Brian Kelly was like, I've got a good thing at Notre Dame. I don't want to go into the pressure cooker that is the SEC because at Notre Dame, you can win eight games, nine games, and go to a halfway decent bowl, and everybody is happy there in South Bend. Here in Baton Rouge, you win eight games, they're ready to force you out of town like after right after the game like they're waiting for you um so it wasn't honestly i mean on monday we had gotten the report and said that now that lincoln riley hasn't isn't coming to lsu that lsu was going to focus their attention to brian kelly i went on air at six o'clock and said hey this is what we're hearing but we think it's all rumors because (laughs) we had we had no idea that that was the kind of guy that they wanted after Lincoln Riley. And then literally I get off set at six o'clock and it's all confirmed. He's coming to Baton Rouge. So we had heard him early on, but it wasn't anything serious. And then from October up until this weekend, we had heard nothing, nothing at all. Yeah, it's crazy. Matt Trent joining us and Matt Ed Orgeron. Yeah, and you look, he had, you know, been at at USC and coached Ole Miss, so he was a a veteran football coach, but it almost felt like with the accent and the Go Tigers, it was almost like a regional, like old-school college football hire. We're hiring one of our own, and he's going to go out and get the boys in Louisiana and bring them here. And now it almost feels like what it really is, professional football, where you go bring in a national coach. And I say all that to say, has there been talks, Matt, about the fit of Brian Kelly at LSU and how that's going to work out recruiting the South. We'll get to the, um, the the Southern accent thing in a moment, but how about the fit of Brian Kelly at LSU and, and what's the talk down there about that? You know, that is what 
that that's been one of the main questions on fans' minds is how is a guy from Massachusetts that has never coached below the Mason <laughs> line yeah. going to relate to recruiting kids not just in Louisiana but in the Deep South? And I kind of look at it both ways. Number one is that's what made Ed Orgeron so fantastic is that he was from South Lafourche, Louisiana. He was a Cajun kid, and he knew what made kids in Louisiana tick because, look, if a kid, if we, if LSU comes to recruit a kid in the state of Louisiana, there's a really, really good chance that he's going to sign with the Tigers because there's just something about Louisiana. And Brian Kelly mentioned it in his introductory press conference. It is hard to get them out of here. They like to stay in state, especially with LSU being the only Power Five school in the state. They really like that, and they're all about relationships. And that's what Ed Orgeron did better, probably than any coach in college football. He formed relationships with these kids. It was genuine, and he made it work long past recruiting. But, yeah, Brian Kelly, there's going to have to be a grace period. There's going to have to be a grace period for him getting used to Louisiana fans, Louisiana people, and they're just going to have to get used to him because this is a different type of guy that's coming in here and running a football program. He's a CEO-type mentality. This is not a football team. This is a business. He knows how to delegate responsibility. He knows how to take charge when he needs to. And that was one of Ed Orgeron's faults is he tried to interject himself sometimes with his coordinators and his coaches, Mm -hmm. and it muddied the waters a little bit. And it came across in practice. What came across in practice filtered over onto Saturdays, and it wasn't great. And, And then that was one of the reasons why there was so much struggle this year But when you look at Brian Kelly and how he's recruited, right now on Notre Dame's current roster, they have have nine kids from the state of Indiana. Now, of course, Indiana is not a football hotbed, but what that tells me of the other 100 guys that are on the the team, Brian Kelly's going elsewhere to get talent. Brian Kelly is stepping out of the Midwest to get talent. So I think he's going to do really well because he's never had resources. He's never had a home state and a recruiting bed like he's going to have at LSU. Matt Tread joining us on the Fixed NC Live Line. Matt, uh, real quick, what's your take on Brian Kelly? Fake Southern accent? Uh, was there an echo effect in the arena when he's addressing the fans? What's your take on that conspiracy theory? I, I honestly... I've seen it, and it's been hilarious. Like the, the the Brian Kelly memes since Monday have have been really really funny. Yeah, the videos that are coming out. But I, me personally, I think it was just a slip of tongue. Like maybe he got a little excited, and like you said, maybe the acoustics in the gym or the wiring in the microphone might have projected his voice a little bit more southern than what he is. Because if you talk to him, like we talked to him in person after the introductory press conference like if you can't tell that dude from the northeast you got problems <laughs> right that dude is that that dude is straight out of the northeast so i i don't think anything of it i don't think brian was being disingenuous i don't think that he was doing that on purpose i think maybe he just got excited and was like you know what i'm here in cajun country let's, <laughs> let's go let's get the po boys fired up and the egg buffet and let's get this thing going i i don't i don't think there was anything to that Matt, uh, can Alabama hang with Georgia and then even beat Georgia coming up in the SEC championship, or do the Bulldogs roll them like they have pretty much everybody this year? 
you know, I think that that game, I, I was at the LSU-Alabama game in Tuscaloosa this year, and this is not the same Alabama team that we're accustomed to. Yeah, they're really good, but they're vulnerable in a lot of areas, specifically that secondary, and that offense is kind of hit or miss. Like, I know everybody's talking about Bryce Young being a Heisman candidate, but LSU put the clamp downs on him, and so did A&M, really. When, when they beat him in College Station, they made him look human. And they made him look like a freshman, and he made a ton of freshman mistakes. I I don't think they're going to beat him. I think it might be a little bit closer than everybody's saying, but that Georgia defense is just next level. I I really do think Georgia um, will come out with with the SEC championship this weekend. Matt, great to catch up with you, buddy. Hope you're doing well down there in Louisiana, and uh, we'll we'll welcome you here in in Greenville and, and North Carolina anytime you make it back up to these parts. So. Uh, have a great holidays, man, and we'll uh, we'll talk again soon. Absolutely, go Tigers! All right, Matt Trent joining us today on the Fixed NC Live Line, talking Brian Kelly to LSU. We'll continue to see what the next dominoes to drop are when it comes to the coaching carousel. And how about this? The old band getting back together. Bruce Feldman tweeting that uh, Lincoln Riley has added to his staff Dave Nickel will be leaving Mississippi State and joining Lincoln Riley at USC. So the old band getting back, the old Texas Tech ECU band getting back together. Plenty of screens to come in uh, Los Angeles. Dennis Simmons, who who was here, uh, was on the jet with Lincoln Riley, who was going from Oklahoma, I guess, to USC. So I bet there'll be a lot of former Pirates on that staff uh, with Lincoln there in uh southern california maybe uh, he grabs uh our guy brad jones is it brad jones offensive line coach who who is now uh the interim Interim well i guess yeah he will be coaching the bowl game there brad davis brad davis brandon jones is at houston trying to beat cincinnati tomorrow former o-line coach here there you go all right getting all the names uh together let's take a time out we'll come back when we return brian north joins us on the fixed nc live line we'll talk championship games we'll talk uh area high school playoffs the regional finals coming up tonight and more when we return on pirate radio live after this You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. It was a rough day for the stock market today. The Dow dropped 59 points and closed at 34,580. The NASDAQ was down 295 points at 15,085, and the S&P was down 38 at 4,538. That is your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff Brock. All right, our uh, buddy from the show, Antoine Staley, is uh, out in Oregon covering Oregon football, and now he's in Vegas getting ready for the Pac-12 championship, and he's got pictures from the Death Star, Allegiant Stadium, and 
it's a pretty impressive place look i mean just that's uh, that is pretty impressive Think about that 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 stadium and fedex field um has the same team the same teams from the same league calling them home and uh, i just hope daniel snyder gets stadium shamed by the raiders and the cowboys and others and they finally get a new nice decent place to play for the washington football team um we'll uh talk about some of the championship games and more right now as joining us on the fixed nc live line is brian north from wcti 12 north how you doing today man well it's an interesting time of year cliffy uh cliffy you either have your um you're happy because it's the holidays you're looking forward to it or you're depressed because college football season's coming to an end yeah i've had uh yeah, I'm feeling it from all angles. You're exactly right. I'm starting to to have the doldrums of football season. And, uh, you know, I like my Saturday off that I'm going to have tomorrow. I also enjoy coming in here and especially talking about a Pirate victory. We'll have to wait a long time for some more Pirate football as they'll play in the Military Bowl awaiting the opponent. Brian, the news this week, obviously Mike Houston signing an extension. And that means uh, he'll be around here for at least one more year. Uh, in reality, but uh, contract-wise, through 2026, he is signed. Funny moment yesterday when we're interviewing John Gilbert live in the 5 o'clock hour. The Virginia job opens up with Bronco Mendenhall uh, steps down as their head coach. And John Gilbert's here, and we're like um, celebrating Mike Houston returning and then being like, wait, do you need to go back and you know go back to the table with mike houston because another job has just opened up so you just never know brian in the crazy world of college athletics and the coaching carousel what's going to happen timing is everything right and and i thought i thought um, mike houston would be a great candidate to to take over at virginia tech obviously they decided to stay within their family and somebody who's been there before and and i know his name was being rumored there and he had, Mike had such great success at JMU in the three years he was there, but he's pretty well thought of in, in Virginia. And so when that Cavalier job came open, I was thinking the same thing. I mean, these contracts, as we know, uh, are written on paper, and paper is burnable in a hurry in this day and age. But uh, Mike's pretty much uh, a man of his word when it comes to I don't think he's the type of guy that even if he signed a contract, uh, or even if he was offered a job with a fresh contract in ink, I don't think he would make that move. Look, you never know. Everybody has their price. Everybody has where they want to go, but but I thought the same thing when that UVA job opened. I was like, oh, timing is <laughs> That opens up a week earlier. Bronco makes that decision earlier. Yeah. I mean, maybe we're having different conversations here. But uh, now they're going to be looking for someone. It'll be curious to say if, if they stay in-house. The whole thing with these coaching deals right now is that early signing day means so much now with yeah. getting recruits. And so December 15th is that signing day now. So the pressure is even earlier this year than it's been in the past to get those coaches in place to try to keep recruits or take recruits with them. Brian, uh, you've been around here a while. Duke made a home run hire with David Cutcliffe. You know how do they how do they follow that up? I mean, Duke is it's such a tough job as we know. Uh, David Cutcliffe had more success there than anybody had in a long, long time. So, you know, what do they do? That they have hit uh, a couple of bad years now under Cutcliffe, and uh, it was time for for him and them to, I guess, move on. But well, what do they do with their next hire? That's an interesting point because, as we say, everybody's trying to fill their position quickly, it seems like, except for Duke. Right? <laughs> I thought Duke would probably have somebody by now, but they do things different in Durham. And so football has never been the main priority. They like it to be good enough to help pay the bills, but it's never been the end-all, be-all there. And, and they've been dealing with some other things. David Cutcliffe has helped rebuild that stadium, rebuild that program, and so you have to find the right person. 
look, maybe they call Steve Spurrier and say, hey, old guy, old friend, want to come back for a couple years? But <laughs> I don't know. I, who, who, is there a David Cutcliffe tree? I mean, it does take a special kind of coach at a place like that. Um, maybe you look at some of the old Stanford coaches. or you got to find somebody who understands the academic side of it and understands what Steve Logan used to call winning left-handed. Because I don't think that's a destination job for a lot of coaches because of the challenges they face in a year-in and year-out basis. And uh, David Cutcliffe did about as good a job as anyone can do there, I think, with the limitations they have. So uh, you either have to find a Scotty Montgomery who would want to return home and just continue to get beat up, or you have to find someone who really has the uh, youth and energy to try and turn that program around. I love the Spurrier call there. Just have him pull a Mac Brown and, and be there for a few years and uh, nice. have some fun, sling it around, maybe upset a team or two, and uh, and just get people talking about Duke football. I mean, it would sell a few tickets, I guess, if Spurrier's well, back there. He always had an affinity for Duke, remember, in the coaches' poll. He'd always have a vote for him. That's right. That's it, the beginning of the year. He always had an affinity for Duke. So, look, it'd be worth a phone call at least to see what he thinks or who could be successful there. But, uh, look, what Duke does, they they just operate just a little bit different in the college football world than what everybody else does. Championship weekend, Brian, in the ACC. It'll be Wake Forest and Pitt. And uh, then you got a lot of games going on that will impact the college football playoff. And I am still fascinated to see what happens if oklahoma state beats baylor in the big 12 championship that one going on 12 o'clock abc at jerry world and then later in the day it'll be at nippert stadium houston at cincinnati and the bearcats trying to run the table uh for the second straight year before bowl season when they uh take on the cougars dana holgerson and if both of those teams win will the committee keep Cincinnati ahead of Oklahoma State or does that win over Baylor who's the top 10 team put them ahead of Cincinnati I still don't think Cincinnati is out of the woods with this whole thing I laughed at everybody who kept saying oh Cincinnati's in the four spot they win they'll keep that I said that committee will do everything in its power to find a way to get Cincinnati out of there because when it comes to the college football playoff it's all about ratings when it comes to TV and Cincinnati is not a driver when it comes to ratings Uh, Oklahoma State is a lot more than them. And look, they'd rather have Alabama get in there and kick everybody else out as well if they could beat Georgia. So it's going to be real interesting to see how everything plays out with scores and with who wins what and, and how that works. But I'm telling you, if that college football committee can get any way to get Cincinnati out of there, they will do it if they know they can do it without getting ripped to shreds by the national media or anybody who's out there covering college football. But definitely keep an eye on that Oklahoma State game. Obviously, uh, the SEC championship game will have a lot to do with it as well. So uh, and Cincinnati probably needs a dominant performance in order to keep its position in that number four spot. Yeah, and and their hope is that if Georgia does win, the committee won't have the cojones to put two loss Alabama ahead of undefeated Cincinnati, which would really uh, be surprising and not surprising all at the same time. So uh, there's still a lot to be done. I think for a uh, – I try to find the humor in everything, Brian. If the scenarios work out like Michigan loses to Iowa and – Cincinnati, uh, Baylor, uh, Oklahoma State loses all that, and Notre Dame's just sitting there in the clubhouse. Yeah, and they go to the playoff uh, when Brian Kelly is down recruiting in some swamp in Louisiana. I think that would be absolutely hilarious. If it were any other team besides Notre Dame, right? They would not even consider them with a coach leaving. But it's Notre Dame who gets better ratings than just about anybody in the country outside of Alabama and Georgia, right? So the committee is going to look at that and say, well, look, it is Notre Dame. They, they do got to get us more play, you know, uh, 
doers here on this deal. So I don't think the Brian Kelly thing is going to hurt them as much as a lot of people are trying to make out to be if they think that they can get in there and get good television ratings out of it. I'm telling you, follow the money on this. This committee has been more idiotically transparent than I've ever seen when they keep talking about results don't matter. When the Cincinnati beats a Notre Dame head-to-head, and those results don't matter. Right. Who looks better around the field? So just go ahead and make history and put Alabama in as a two-loss team. Look, there's a first time for everything. And if you're going to pick one team with two losses to ever make a college football playoff, you know it's going to be somebody from the SEC probably named Alabama. Brian, is this another year of you know the Lambs being led to the slaughter with the, the top team this year? And it's been LSU in the past, Alabama, others. But this year it's Georgia who has that smothering defense blowing out everybody. Do you think it's one of those years? Or do you think it's wide open for the four teams that are in it? You know, Is Georgia head and shoulders above everybody? Or, or can somebody beat them? What's your, your take on that? I, I, I think in this year more than ever, styles make fights, right? So I think it all depends on the matchups. I think... You know, Georgia has been dominant with that defense, but look, we'll see what they look like against Alabama when they fight somebody their own size on this thing. And and do I think if you put Cincinnati against Georgia, I don't think they do very well. But if you put Cincinnati against somebody else, I just think it's all going to depend on styles this year and who actually gets into the playoff. I think you start looking at strengths and weaknesses. I'm not convinced Georgia is the end-all, be-all, and we've seen this with Alabama in the past. Uh, every team has its weaknesses, and when you have that time in between and somebody can – have time to figure it out. As long as you have the horses, you know, it's not it's not the X's and the O's, it's the Jimmy's and the Joe's. As long as you have the horses to go up against them, I don't consider them unbeatable, but I think it's all it depends on who they get matched up with. All right, Brian, let's wrap it up with some high school football talk. J.H. Rose, Jacksonville, part two coming up tonight in Greenville. Rampants beat them the first time around. How about that matchup tonight for the right to go to the state championship? So much was made of the first time they met was on a Tuesday night. Jacksonville coming off that big emotional, physically uh, taxing win over Newburn on the Friday before. They had to go down to the wire to win and then go on the road to Rose on a Tuesday night. And you talk to the Jacksonville coaches, they say they lost their legs. They had a bunch of turnovers late in that game that cost them the victory. Rose was coming off an easy win over South Central. They were able to rest the guys. A lot was made of that situation. So now, full week for both the rest and practice up. Both have been on, uh, well, Rose was back at home this last week, but Jacksonville's been on the road again. So uh, I think it's a close matchup. I think Jacksonville has a little more talent in this one, but Rose has been greatly improved. I really think it comes down to turnovers. I think whoever forces enough turnovers uh, probably wins this game. I think it's close, but Jacksonville has it at the back of their mind that uh, they should have beaten Rose the first time, and uh, we'll see what kind of chip they have on their shoulder at Percy Daniels Field tonight. And what other games, Brian, are you looking at tonight uh, regarding high school football playoffs we can check out on the Blitz? Yeah, Tarboro back in the 1A Finals again. They'll be hosting Pender, who I don't think they'll have much problem with. And then another great one we're looking forward to is Wallace Rose Hill going to Princeton, the number one seed, a battle of Bulldogs. That's going to be a grinded-out, punch-in-the-face uh, affair where we'll see who breaks the bigger it's almost like holding serve in tennis who can break serve mm. i think each team is going to ground out these one possession a quarter drives and it's whoever blinks and doesn't score a touchdown or whoever turns it over is going to be in trouble so uh, we're looking forward to the wallace uh, at princeton game as well brian thanks for joining us today have a great weekend man we will uh, catch up with you again soon looking forward to all the college football and all the all the uh, Christmas festivities going on. I know Greenville's got its Christmas parade uh, tomorrow as well. So, fun time of year to slip in and out, watch some football, go out and get some eggnog or whatever it is you're doing, <laughs> and have some fun. Yes, so sir. Keep that, keep that college football depression at bay. 
all right brian thank you for lifting my spirits here on a friday you're gonna have a fun uh football and family weekend family <laughs> weekend uh with my folks channel family. viewers family family Charlie, hope you enjoy your family that's why hey man what a time of year to just you know get with your family yeah and enjoy family, family time that's right that's thanksgiving what christmas it's all about family because when i as i taught you a, a few weekends ago chandler family greater than football family family greater than football greater than football but why not why not both right let's do that uh, we're gonna do that this family weekend. football <laughs> Thank you, Brian. We'll take a timeout, come back, wrap it up on a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We'll be back with you after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Did you miss a show on Pirate Radio? Well, you can listen to all of Pirate Radio's archived local programming by subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Spotify. Subscribe today by going to the podcast app on your iPhone or Apple device and search for Pirate Radio Audio Archives. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Alrighty, wrapping up a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We will open up the treasure chest when we reconvene here on Monday. When we come back on Monday, we're going to know ECU's opponent in the Military Bowl. So we'll have a lot of Military Bowl prep. We'll open up 40 bowls in 14 days. We'll uh, have a lot of fun coming up Monday on Pirate Radio Live. Will Cincinnati be in the college football playoff when we are here on Monday? Survey says? I say yes. I'm going to say yes, but it is not a Tony Collins guarantee. Definitely mm. not. Which, but I, I, I can see Cincinnati like completely taking care of business against Houston, but I mean, it really all depends on the games around them uh especially that oklahoma state game if you want to see cincinnati in that playoff and you want to see east carolina reap some benefits from that root for baylor against oklahoma state and root for georgia to take care of alabama if those two things happen and cincinnati wins they're in they're definitely in if those things don't happen there's going to be some uh decisions to be made yeah with the committee and some anxious moments uh, if you are a bearcat uh, I was looking to see if there was going to be any Hornets uh, basketball Hornets. tonight. Uh, no Hornets basketball tonight or tomorrow night. Jeez, we, will, we will have to wait till Sunday. They put them on that stupid back-to-back going from Charlotte to Houston. Screw yeah. the NBA. So they lost a tough one uh, against the Bucks on Wednesday night, yeah. and uh, they will not be playing until Sunday when they visit Atlanta to play the Hawks. All right, Chan. Thank you, Shirley. Have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday, 3 o'clock, on an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.